Yeah, that's right. Final Renap of the year, appropriately, episode number 64, to close out 2019. And here I am with the man who is the co-founder of Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. Here he is, the great Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? Uh, Rob, I, yes? people think the podcasting game is easy, but right now I'm playing Hurt. You know, I'm a little under the weather. So, uh, you know, people think you just wake up, plug in your microphone and start talking. But really, it goes. uh, It's much more complicated than that. Yes. You woke up actually many hours ago. Yeah, but I've been. But to be fair, then I went back to sleep several times. I've been (laughs) sick all day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uncle Kiwi Wieneker. So excited to be back here talking to you. You know, I, I really look forward to our conversations. Uh, I do too. Maybe less this week than some other weeks, having nothing to do with you. I'm just <laughs> pretty busy this week. All my kids' birthdays are in the same week. Every every you know aunt and uncle's coming out of the woodwork and making us come to a Hanukkah party. Um, what do my, you do at a Hanukkah party? Really, not not so much. I don't know. There's usually like jelly donuts and latkes, and you just talk to people. I mean, it's just like I didn't know about party. the jelly donuts. I didn't know that was part of it. Yeah, I'd say the two foods most closely associated with Hanukkah are the latkes. Have you ever had a latka? Yeah, potato pancake. Yeah, like a fried potato pancake. Nothing, nothing really uh, super special. They're fine. They're they're not super healthy. And jelly donuts. Mm. Is it any particular type of jelly jelly donut? Uh, I think usually strawberry is the most common, but it could be it could be anything. It doesn't have to be jelly. I think donut is the more so is sort of the main category. And people have gotten pretty fancy. Like back in the day when I was a kid, it was just jelly donuts. Now everyone's trying some fancy gourmet donut that costs like five dollars. Okay, there you go. All right, Akiva. Last time out, you and I and our oldest male sons. Uh, I guess you, yeah. You, I, look, I, I don't know how complicated it gets, but probably most most sons are male. Um, we talked about the movies Home Alone 2 and briefly, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And uh, we were very concerned about uh, whether or not anybody was going to listen to it. I feel like people were pretty kind, maybe because kids were involved. Uh, I think people really liked the kids. They were mad at us. I think they thought... The, really, the prevailing thought is that we should stop saying during a bad episode that it's a bad episode. Mm. Let the people decide. That's what they want. <laughs> Look, I, I I can't help it if it's ba- if it's going bad, if it's going sideways, uh, I have I have to comment on it. But Akiva, I, I would say that I'm, I'm mad at myself most of all because I felt like that, and maybe you were uh, earlier to clue in on this that uh, we should have Audible and abandon the format. Forget Disney Plus, forget Home Alone 2, f- certainly forget Honey, I Shrunk the Kids even more, and just have gone wherever the kids wanted to go. Yeah, we did make a mistake. I think uh, anything, anytime we talked to the kids, it was, other than their takes on the movie, it was far more interesting than just talking about the movie. Yeah. Especially like my son hadn't seen the movie in like four days. He wasn't going to have like fresh, you know, piping hot takes. Um, I, I, I think, I, I actually listen, I rarely listen to this podcast, but... We played it uh, during dinner one night because my son wanted my wife to hear it. And I realized, like, at one point, we're just, like, talking for five minutes about Home Alone. And, like, the kids must have been really bored. Like, we should have, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, at least from my perspective, I was like, oh, people are going to want to hear us talk about the movie and uh, forget the movie. Who knew that? Although it did turn out to be a controversial week for Home Alone 2. 
Uh, well, every week, in theory, is a controversial week for the cast of Home Alone 2. Yeah, uh, it turned out that then there was a whole controversy about uh, the uh, CBC had been airing Home Alone 2. And then there were reports that the Canadian broadcasting company had edited out Donald Trump's cameo in Home Alone 2. But then uh, people were getting very upset about it. It turned out that that had been done actually back in 2014 to allow for more commercials. Yeah, so it was just cutting for time because it's one of the, like, the least you know, relevant cutaways in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was not a mandate uh, issued by Justin Trudeau. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, Home Alone, I, I think they're rebooting Home Alone. We didn't talk about it last week. Oh, really? I do, think, I do think they're doing a reboot. I know Rob Delaney, I think, is the dad. Okay. All right. So is it going to be a straight reboot or are they going to do a twist on it? I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think Macaulay Culkin's involved. Mm-hmm. I think that would be interesting. I don't. I'm not sure. Okay, and no, we're a really weird guy. We didn't talk about Macaulay last week, but like he has developed into one of the stranger adults. He like lives in Paris. He yeah. does like some weird music, you know, hipster thing. He's a bizarre guy. Yeah, I mean, he had a weird childhood. Uh, yeah, I'd say running around with like a monkey and Michael Jackson. Is yeah, yeah. So who knows? Who knows how he got to where where he was? Okay. So anyway, Akiva, what we're here to do today, Rob and Akiva solve another murder. We ended up deciding to put on the wheel a season four, episode eight of Criminal Minds, just based on the information that Jason Alexander of Seinfeld fame was going to play a serial killer in what serial? What's a serial killer uh, in this episode of Criminal Minds? I think the picture that we got sent of Jason Alexander wearing a long white wig sold me. Yeah, and it is bizarre, truly. Yeah, I mean, um, it is. Well, first of all, have you ever seen Criminal Minds before this? Okay, so the show Criminal Minds, I had not really seen an episode of it. I had never watched an episode from start to finish, but, you know, I kind of got it. Uh, I that the rap on Criminal Minds, and this was something I picked up from the TV critic uh, Dan Feinberg when he used to do the Firewall and Iceberg podcast with Alan Sepinwall, that he used to lament about Criminal Minds that it was very uh, torture porny. And uh, I feel like that that was an uh, adept assessment. Yeah, I mean, th- I, I do think this is a little bit of a strange episode in particular because they're they're not. It's really you're you're only spending time with two two of the main people on the cast ninety percent of the episode. But I, I yeah, I, I do think like there's a lot of cutaways to like very realistic seeing you know seeming like graphic scenes of women that are just like very quick cuts. It's bizarre. It's not a fun show. I, I don't know necessarily, and I feel like that there's a, a lot of shows like these procedural dramas of you know uh, somebody is murdered. Uh, in this case, in Criminal Minds, it seems like it's always like an attractive woman is the victim here of this person that we're chasing it down. The good news is the bad guys always end up getting caught, but there is a lot of women in peril, and in this case, also women and also children in peril in this episode. It's really a feel-good holiday episode, just like last week we talked about Home Alone too. This is really our, our holiday, you know, our holiday version of Robin Akiva solve a murder. Yeah. So 
We'll talk about this. Uh, I don't know. It's also hard to uh, watch. If you want to watch this episode, I think uh, Akiva has a link. Uh, for whatever reason, Criminal Minds is not on CBS All Access. Uh, yeah, that it was surprising because I think the CSIs, when we went through them, are pretty much there except the New York one. Mm-hmm. Criminal Minds, I think, is pretty popular. Maybe because it's still on. Like it, It's got to be somewhere. I didn't really check, but it's got to be streaming somewhere. Well, why would they not have it on CBS? All I, I feel like that, if anything, the fact that it's still on the air should make it <laughs> be more accessible on CBS All Access. Is it possible they don't own it, though? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Is... Uh, Joe Montana, is he still the, at the, the forefront of this? Oh, that's a good question. Who is still there? Because we really just yeah. spend time this episode with Joe Montana and, and Matthew Gray Goobler, who's mm-hmm. really, you know, pretty, pretty upset still about being snubbed for the king of the mats bracket. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Joe Montana is the lead. This is like his vehicle. But I think that uh, Joe Montana uh, in the, I guess, 10 plus years, I think it's 10 seasons, but it's more than 10 years uh, that, you know, has really aged considerably uh, since the beginning of the run. Uh, like uh, that, you know, Joe Montana here in this season four episode is still hanging in there. I'm not sure if the modern day Joe Montana, I'm not even sure if he's still on the show, Joe Montana. Okay, so here's the answer. The show started and the lead was Mandy Patinkin. Yes. And then in season three, they flipped, they kill him off. Spoiler alert for season three mm-hmm. uh, or season 10. He's sorry, he's killed off. Uh, but he's written off the show in season three. And then they bring in Joe Montana. Matthew mm-hmm. Gray Goobler has been there the whole time. AJ Cook, like a lot, like most of the people actually are, have been there the whole time. Shamar Moore, who we see, I think he's going to graduate. So he does graduate, but only recently. Now he's on SEAL team or not SEAL team. He, what, what's he on? SWAT. SWAT. Is that, is that uh, a spinoff or is that just a different cop show procedural drama on CBS with Shamar Moore? Uh, I, I believe it's just a different show. I don't think it's in the same universe. Yeah. Um, as for Mandy Patankin, Uncle Kiwi, can you believe Homeland is still on the air? How is that possible? I, I first of all, I didn't even know it. Home, like it's is it? It has. I assume it's like ending soon, right? I think that they are coming back for a Homeland final season. I, I'd say for the youngins out there who don't remember, like 2011, 2012. <laughs> Homeland, we should explain what Homeland was. Homeland was like the most popular show on TV for in, six weeks. In, right? In, in like 2009, maybe. Yeah. Well, it started in, in 11. It just uh, feels uh, like it was uh, Okay. Was ago. that, uh, yeah. that, I guess it felt like, uh, boy, is Homeland show of the decade, Akiva? Definitely not. I think it's like top 20. <laughs> but now you could have gotten odds. And, in, in, you know, the first season was such a big deal. What is the, the show of the decade? Or, or should we or, or should we come back around to this? We'll come when back we, to that. Well, okay. I think we might get to that later. Yeah, yeah this is our final decade. show of the decade. That's right. Our final podcast together the whole decade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Patinkin. Uh, is he still on the show, though? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I mean, do you, how, when did you bounce out on Homeland? Uh, it, it, pretty early in season two. Season two. I think I made it at least until season three. I mean, here I'll just read you the synopses of some of the seasons. Okay. Season mm-hmm. five, 2015. Two years after the offense of season four. I don't know what those are. Carrie's no longer an intelligence officer and is now working as head of security for a private charitable foundation. It's billionaire owner in Berlin. Uh, season seven, 2018. They skipped a year at some point. Mm-hmm. Carrie's left. I think they skipped the White a House. couple of years. Yeah. 
Carrie's left her job in the White House and moved back to D.C. to live with her sister, Maggie. She takes on the Keene administration to secure the release of the 200 members of the intelligence community who were arrested under President Keene's orders the previous season. And this coming season, spoiler it if you mm-hmm. don't, don't know what it's about, she's now the national security advisor to President Warner. She's going to be sent to Afghanistan to engage the Taliban in peace Elizabeth Warner? Yeah. yeah. He needs help from Carrie, who's recovering from her confinement in Russian gulag. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot has happened to Carrie over the last. A lot's uh, going on. A, lot, a lot's going on. Homeland. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to know because we'll hear from people like the random person on Twitter who's like mm-hmm. the Homeland stand. Like, hey, yeah. you guys, Homeland is still awesome. Forget about still awesome. Everybody knows in the Homeland community <laughs> that seasons one and two were the worst seasons. And actually, after <laughs> you guys bailed, it became a, an objectively much better show. We will hear. From you <laughs> no, we should have started a Homeland podcast. So we're going to have been dominating the Homeland podcast market. Do you think there is a Homeland podcast? <laughs> I was actually wondering. I bet there is I'm one. Ma- I bet there is one. Should we do a Homeland <laughs> rewatch? The whole thing? I don't think so. <laughs> should, that, should that have been what Robin Akiva Need a Podcast is? It, I mean, it still could be. Like, we haven't committed to this idea. We're just 64 episodes in. Yeah. Here, Homeland Insecurity Podcast, an unofficial Yeah, this is an after buzz uh, po- recap. I mean, um, it is, you know, prestige TV, right? It's on Showtime. <laughs> is Showtime prestige TV? I think if, if it's on Sunday nights, I think it's still considered prestige yes, that's TV. True. If you have a sh- that's why this episode, this podcast gets released on Sundays. This is prestige podcast. Criminal Minds uh, never aired on Sunday nights. Do now, Criminal Minds, is there a Criminal Minds weekly podcast? Oh, definitely not. No way. No way. I, I don't think any of these procedural dramas have, um, the, you know... Like, I would be surprised, like, NCIS, if there's even, like, a recap podcast of that. You mean even, like, the most popular the show? Mo- like, it, it, yes, yeah. Is it still the most popular show? I mean, I, if it's not the most, it's probably top five or top ten. Okay. I don't know. All right. Uh, oh, top- how about this? So, uh, After Buzz TV had a Criminal Minds podcast. Mm-hmm. It appears to be defunct. And yeah. They're very short, it looks like. It's not like a full... <laughs> what's to recap <laughs> it's the same thing every week yeah well what are we doing here then <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair wonderful question uh so is it what what is the big is ncis is the big one uh ncis la maybe new orleans i don't should we look up the tv let's look up the tv ratings actually yeah no i don't think there's any ncis recap podcast I don't know. Am I crazy that I see that Survivor was like the most watched show on CBS? Yeah, you're not. You're not crazy. That's absolutely true. So, so I mean, so these shows have really fallen, whereas they used to be much more popular. Survivor is like only slips like five percent every year, which is incredible in TV, yeah. where every other show slips like forty percent. Akiva, can you come up with a sports comparison for Survivor, which you know came up was like a rookie? phenom completely changed the the game and then went on to then you know just have a long long career and then somehow is like still like a a compiler here at the you know 20 years into the run yeah it's a great question there's not like an obvious person because it's not somebody who's a flash in the pan you're not asking for like a dontrell willis type that like Mm -hmm. sort of flames out by the early 30s you want somebody who's still who's still um like oh my god i can't believe that it's almost you know what it's almost like it's almost like vince carter Mm -hmm. who vince carter's still playing in the nba Mm -hmm. he's 41 he like gets minutes for the atlanta hawks 
And like in his heyday, Vince Carter was like the biggest thing in the world, you know, jumping over and dunking over Frederick Weiss. Mm -hmm. And he's still there. And they're like, oh, yeah, he was an all star. And people are like, oh, I remember Vince Carter. But no, he's still there. Mm -hmm. I think maybe there's a better one. But I think Vince Carter. I know you're not a huge basketball guy. Yeah, I I know the name, though. Yeah, but you're also probably surprised to hear he's still in the NBA because he's like he's the oldest guy in the whole league. It is surprising. Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, he was playing when uh, I don't know when I was in college. Is that yeah, possible? his biggest moment was 19 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Anyway, uh, maybe that's that should be the move. Maybe uh, RHAP should go into the procedural drama recap podcast. I mean, we've already uh, got tapped into SEAL team uh, for all the Boreanaz stands. Is there really like I, I think a lot of these shows are, are meant to be like ephemeral, right? Like they're like in a, in one year and out the other completely. Like they're not nobody wants them to um like you know, uh, Scott Ackerman, who hosts the podcast Comedy Bang Bang, used to say that like he doesn't want people to review individual episodes of his podcast because it's not it would be like it would be like reviewing every episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was, it, it's never meant to be it, like, you know, yeah, which is the same thing. It would be like having a recap podcast for a nap. <laughs> no, this is meant for a recap podcast. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that all these like, uh, you know, hit TV shows uh, that there's no recap podcast. Like nobody, nobody is really doing a deep dive into what's happening. Do you think that? Well, I actually one interesting thing I found about Criminal Minds when we were watching it, they have a really detailed Wikia page. Hmm. Like the, this episode is explained really well, and some shows don't have this at all, um, because like sometimes you miss things in an episode like this because it's kind of boring, and so you're like zoning right. out. Um, but yeah, it like it really goes through the episode, you know, detail by detail. It is the name of everyone he killed? Oh my like god! All the like all the all the victims. Um, should we talk about the episode a little bit? Yeah, let's start. Uh, I think we can blow through the the highlights really. I think if we get too much in the weeds, we're gonna people are gonna get bored and mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll lose people. And uh, I know people say like, oh, we could listen to you guys talk about anything. Trust us. Uh, there's there's not that much to chew on here uh, in uh, the Criminal Minds episode. But so the episode starts off that Joe Montaigne and who is this? Uh, you know, young buck, uh, this uh, Christian Hubicki type who is uh, the the uh the 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 real uh brainiac on the uh criminal minds team right so this is matthew gray googler who uh, the aforementioned misser of the mat of the mat matthew bracket. gray googler googler g-u-b-l-e-r googler and he plays as we as he explains at the beginning of the show he plays someone who has three different doctorates at the age of 27 and also, weirdly, a lot of BAs, which is a weird move also for someone who already has three doctorates. He just loves school. He's like the Doogie Hauser, but for crime scene investigators or whatever they are. Yeah. Okay. The Goobler Hauser. Yeah. He's been in 323 episodes of uh, Criminal Minds. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What a, what a run. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, he's setting up some generational wealth with the Criminal Minds. <laughs> so three, uh, the 300 episode club. OK, uh, here are the movies. Since if you've not watched the show, you're missing most of Greg Goobler's work. Here are the names of the movies that he's been in. Endings, Beginnings, Zoe, 68 Kill, Newness, Hot Air and Trash Fire. Wow. You catch any of those? I have not. Uh, so actually, is, Crim- is Criminal Minds in season 15? 
It's about to be. Yeah, it hasn't started yet. What? I think next week or so. <laughs> what, what kind of run has this been? And why is this not a bigger story? 15 year run for Criminal Minds? I mean, who's supposed to talk about it? Like, who? <laughs> What's the body count on uh, 15 seasons of Criminal Minds? Oh, I'm sure the Wikia has it. I'm sure the Wikia <laughs> could answer. We should have had like a criminal, the guy who runs the Criminal Minds Wiki on. Yeah. Wow. Even Joe Montaigne has put up 273 after coming in. Uh, Shamar Moore put in 253 episodes of Criminal Minds. I feel like all these guys, because they, um, they ask Matthew Gray Goobler when, he, when mm-hmm. they're speaking to a class. If he's ever fired yeah. his gun. Yes. Yeah. I bet all I bet. of these guys just by accident have <laughs> yeah. double digit kills. So right? was Shamar Moore, uh, was that what his biggest thing is? Uh, was criminal? Because I didn't even know that Shamar Moore was on Criminal Minds uh, before this, but I knew sh- the name Shamar Moore. Uh, I guess he did. A, oh, he did uh, a incredible amount of time on The Young and the Restless. I guess that's what he must. He did. From 1994 to 2019, 435 episodes of The Young and the Restless for Shamar Moore. Well, that's like a recurring character on a soap, right? 434, that's just like... But he was know. he was moonlighting Criminal Minds while doing uh, Young and the Restless all that time? Uh, maybe he was in and out, I'm not sure. I, that probably means that he, he stopped for a while, but comes back, and that's why it lists it all the way till... He hosted Soul Train. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, see, he ends in 2004 as being a regular on Young and Restless. 2005, okay. he starts. Well, maybe he lines. pops back in on sweeps. Yeah, now he's now he's on SWAT. Yeah, SWAT. He's the lead of SWAT. No recap uh, podcast for SWAT either. I, don't, I wouldn't think that there's a SWAT recap podcast. No, there's but, definitely um, there's not. You know, there's still time. Maybe should we be the guys? I don't think we I think we already have a thing. What would you be know, the people- name of our SWAT recap podcast? SWAT dogs? Uh, we could be the SWAT dogs. I think we are the SWAT dogs. Yeah, <laughs> the Shamar Morons. Yeah, uh, Shamar Moore plays Sergeant Two Daniel Hondo Harrelson Jr. Mm-hmm. on SWAT. I don't even think there's an After Buzz uh, SWAT recap. Does After Buzz still exist? Yes, it still exists. Uh, but they quit Criminal Minds, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I can't. I, I don't. I want to get into questioning their strategy. But yeah, it seems like there's no Criminal Minds. Uh, maybe should we, we should jump on the final season bandwagon. Do you want to watch more Criminal Minds after this? I, I, I mean, this is probably not the most emblematic episode of the series for us. Much. I also think like people email me or probably much more you all the time and say, like, I want to get into podcasting. Mm-hmm. Should they make this their thing, like doing recaps of all the CBS? Maybe not just Criminal Minds. Maybe like they could be the go to person for yes. SWAT and FBI and the, the mind, CBS procedural recap. Yeah, the procedural pod. <laughs> Look, I'm sure that there is uh, an audience. The problem there, I think, though, is that I don't know if the intersection of people that watch the CBS procedural dramas and people that listen to podcasts, I don't know if it's a huge overlap of the Venn diagram. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I hear you. Yeah. So I, I think it's maybe, uh, you know, that we know that the podcast audience is sort of like the young, hip people. And maybe the people that are watching a lot of the CBS procedural dramas are uh, getting later and later into life. 
Yeah, we might have to bring the podcast to their like uh, life alert or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, maybe if if the procedural recap aired on CBS or some other uh, TV station, maybe they people would watch it. You know, like maybe it would get you know a hundred downloads as a podcast, but it might have you know uh, two hundred fifty thousand viewers on television. Um. So your idea is podcast, but TV. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> like instead of the local news, although uh, maybe the, the maybe they like that's the, also the key demo for the local news. Yo, yeah, don't take away the local news. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I think it would do well. I think it would do well. All right. Do you anyway, know what I like also, what? I was thinking about like because there's a certain type of person I've seen this. Like my in-laws, uh, my father-in-law is like a big CBS guy. He'll watch like the CBS procedurals. But I bet if I mentioned like the ABC procedurals, he wouldn't know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I asked my I asked my dad once, like, "Hey, does m- mom know this such and such a thing?" And he was like, "Akiva, your mom only watches ABC." <laughs> I was oh, like, I didn't know. I know she was an ABC stan. She's like a- the news and stuff. She watches <laughs> it- the news. She watches ABC. Yeah, I think people only watch one news. I don't. I don't think people like uh, bounce around. Yeah, they don't bounce around. What What news did your family watch? Well, I, we didn't really we didn't have a TV in our kitchen. Everyone had separate TVs in their rooms, which I do not recommend. That's not a great way for family bonding to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we because I used to watch uh, Survivor, like Survivor All Stars. I I watched uh, in my bedroom, and my sister watched in hers, but they were across the hall, and mm-hmm. we just like yell really loudly when something happened. But we couldn't actually watch together. That would be weird. <laughs> okay. But there was not one particular news network that your that your family well, would watch. I mean, my, I guess my mom has probably always been an ABC lady. ABC like, I lady. Can't imagine she switched. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I mean, I was never a news guy to begin with. Yeah, but not even like the morning news. Well, I would I'd probably watch CW Eleven because I'd wake up from like sometimes the Met game would be on. You mm-hmm. know, when, when there were more games on Eleven, so like I just wake up, the news would be on because I would always fall asleep. One of the problems with wearing glasses, I'm not a big contacts guy, is I'd fall asleep watching. Especially if the Mets were on the West Coast, if there was a late night basketball game, mm-hmm. fall asleep and then wake up and like hope I didn't smash my glasses o- overnight. I don't know. Smash your glasses? Yeah, I've broken many pair of glasses by falling asleep on them. You've never done this before? Uh, well, no, I don't wear glasses at nighttime. But is is smash a particular verb that is used when it's in, uh, refer- in reference to breaking glasses? Oh, I don't know. Smash. Sm- it's not like a full smash. It's more like a smash. If you're if you're just sort of like overnight. <laughs> I feel like that would be a smush. Out. Yeah, I guess smushing my glasses. Yeah, because one I, I don't I probably mentioned this, but one time my mom hated my glasses. and My sister was getting married. So she got me like obscenely expensive glasses. And like a week after my sister's wedding, I fell asleep watching some show and I woke up and one of the glasses sticks was gone and I never found it. Hmm. Like I never, I it never showed up again in my room. So like the glasses were totally DOA after like two weeks. Yeah, Don't tell my mom if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, she's too busy watching uh, ABC. This podcast does not air on uh, the American Broadcasting uh, Company. That's right. So, all right. So anyway, so we start this off. Joe Montana and Goobler are giving a presentation. Goobler uh, has a joke. He feel I think he thinks that this joke is going to kill. His uh, joke is, how many existentialists uh, does it take to screw in a light bulb? 
Yeah, and I know this is killing with the CBS procedural audience, all this philosophy talk in this episode. Okay, but it's supposed to be a bad joke. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nobody laughs. Joe Montaigne is like rolling his eyes. Anyway, so that sets up the first interaction. And I'm going to play this for you so you can get a sense of what we're working with. So here is um, Matthew Gray Goobler. Do I have that right? Yes. Matthew Gray Goobler and Joe Montaigne, uh, their first encounter with Jason Alexander, who actually, could you describe the look of Jason Alexander uh, as the uh, criminal mastermind here in Criminal Minds? Uh, yeah, he has a very long white wig on. Yeah. That is such a clear wig that you could actually see like the <laughs> receipt on it still in the back. Like he's not pretending to have real hair. Like yeah. it's clearly a wig, even the in the in the fiction or the reality of Criminal Minds. Yeah, he's got kind of like a long hair Colonel Sanders look going on. My wife walked in while I was watching this episode. I had a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> like, what do you guys do with this podcast? Um, and she, but she saw. She's not a Seinfeld fan. She saw. She's like, is that George Costanza? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And she said, man, what happened to his career? And then walked out. <laughs> right. This was only 2008. This was yeah. only 10 years after this, the end of Seinfeld. No, for sure. For sure. This may have been a, uh, a low point for, for Jason Alexander. <laughs> we may want to peek at the Jason Alexander IMDb uh, before this podcast is over. Yeah, it might be sad. I, someone actually wrote uh, a great question in. I think it was our, our good friend Johnny De Silveira. Mm-hmm. He said, um, of the Seinfeld core four, how do you think it would have gone if all the other ones had, had played a similar serial killer on Criminal Minds? So what does like the Jerry Seinfeld episode look like? What does the JLD episode look like? And what does the Michael Richards episode look like? Oh, well, the Michael Richards one might be the most disturbing. Well, I think like he might. He, I think he has like chops to maybe pull this off. Like, I think he would be good as a serial killer on one of these shows. Yeah. Jerry, I think, like, Jerry can't be serious. Has Jerry ever been serious for a role in his career? No. And he's never even tried to do, like, the Sandler uh, or, like, Jim Carrey of, like, uh, all right, everybody thinks I'm so funny. Well, I'm going to do a serious role. I I think it's there, like, when he's 75. I think he'll try it. You think so? He'll be in some movie. It'll be called, like, The Comedian's Comedian. Mm -hmm. He's going to be playing a version of himself teaching you like you know daniel tosh jr or something (laughs) how to like how to be a stand-up comedian like i do think it's there for him yeah okay so uh speaking of sandler have you seen uncut gems no i haven't seen it yet do you have interest in seeing it i'd like to see it yeah yeah i i mean obviously it was right up my alley Mm -hmm. it was good i mean first of all any movie that has multiple scenes with mike francesa is all all automatically like a, a hit for for me yeah by the way, uh, were you sad about the passing of Don Imus? Did you ever listen I would to- say, I mean, I was never an Imus guy. I, I, for, could you explain who Don Imus is for the, for a lot of our non, Don Imus uh, was a, a longtime radio DJ, uh, worked on uh, WNBC in New York, had a very big following, uh, famously feuded with Howard Stern when he came to and uh, WNBC in the early 80s. But then Howard Stern ended up leaving and going off to K-Rock and Don Imus 
stayed at uh, 660 on the AM dial and was then a the morning person for WFAN. And while he wasn't a sports show, then he was, you know, sort of like the, the biggest name at WFAN for the entire, you know, early days of uh, WFAN and then was like a staple of that network, had his show broadcast on MSNBC as a simulcast in like the very early days of MSNBC. Then famously uh, had a uh, huge scandal where that uh, he made some uh, derogatory comments about African-American female basketball players, which ultimately got him canceled and uh, kicked off fired, I think. Yeah, Yeah. is that when and then he went and then he was like was like, you know, on, you know, WABC radio that not even Akiva's mom would listen to. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I think, I, I think he retired, uh, before then he, uh, passed away. But he was, I think he was 79, but he looked like yeah. 109. Yeah. When we were kids, he looked like he was 79. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I miss so, but it was just annoying because, um, when I'd go in the car with my dad in the morning, he would always, he'd always have WFAN on the sports channel, but for some reason, they thought it was a good idea to have like a guy who doesn't know anything about sports for four hours a day. Yeah. Well, so he was a big to name. Listen to that on the way to school. <laughs> uh, You'd have a lot of like, like minor de- like Joe Biden types. Right. Like Joe Biden, when he was just a senator, would always come on. Um, And uh, there would be a lot of laughing. It wouldn't be funny, but there would be a lot of like fake radio laughing. Yeah. Um, There'd be a lot of uh, there was like a duck, a lot of like quack, quack, uh, yes, quack, quack was a big one. The duck was was the main part of the show. It was I missing the duck. Yeah. And, then, and I remember that they would do like a bit that would be like a very obscene bit that was about like Wilford Brimley stuffing a turkey every year at Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was like very graphic. I was like, I don't even know why I should not be listening to this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess his most like notable thing was he was like Stern hated him and he was a big competition of Howard Stern. Uh, I guess Stern won that battle. Yeah, you know, he's still yeah, alive. Yep, yep. Uh, in, in many ways, in every in every in every conceivable way, uh, Howard Stern ultimately prevailed over uh, Don Imus. But yeah, my dad would have that on in the car a lot. Also, that uh, maybe if Howard Stern was talking about something that was too inappropriate or it was on like a super long commercial break, I guess then we my dad would flip back over to uh, Imus in the morning. I def was. I mean, I don't know if he was one of like the first people to be canceled, but certainly like a major twenty early twenty first century cancellation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people uh, very very upset about uh, inappropriate comments. From- to be fair, I miss like in twenty seventeen or twenty nineteen would have been canceled every single day. <laughs> Right. I have no idea. Sure I have no idea what like he a, went on to talk about. I suspect if you did a deep dive into his ouvroir, it would yeah. be a lot of it would be he'd be getting canceled up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It was a different time. <laughs> anyway, how did we get to? Oh, wait. Uh, we started, started to do uh, deep dives and uh, into the IMDb of the core four from Seinfeld. Anyway, here's Jason Alexander showing up to talk to uh, Matthew Gray Goobler and uh, Mr. Joe Montaigne. Dr. Reed, wouldn't they sit in the dark and hope that the bulb decided to light again? Excuse me? An existentialist would never change the bulb. He would allow the darkness to exist. Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) 
I'm Professor Rothschild. It was a brilliant presentation, brilliant. You're a remarkably effective recruitment tool. The FBI is very lucky to have you. Thank you for saying that. May I show you something? Yeah, of course. It's all right here. These are scary pictures. Very what scary are, pictures. Seven homicide victims. Homicide? Seven women. Bodies have never been found. Not a fingernail, not a hair fiber. Acid is a very tidy way of disposing of something. Acid. Are you saying that you killed these women? There is still time to save the others, though. Others? Five more. What do you mean? In a bit less than nine hours, five other people are going to be dead. Unless you can find a way to save them. And then he very dramatically throws the photos up in the air. This is so bizarre. And then they're like, just like walking and talking with Jason Alexander. I, Akiva, I, I have no sense of how actual police work happens, uh, despite mm-hmm. the fact that my father was a police officer. Uh, I suspect that uh, that in no era of time would the police be dealing with uh, Dr. Rothschild the way that they deal with him in this episode. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. I mean, so I, you watch the scene and he throws up the papers and sort of, they walk away and it's like, what do you do? Do you arrest him? Do you like take him in for questioning? Uh, like, you know, as it goes to commercial there, like they, it ends up that they arrest him. And the next, the next scene is him being loaded into the police car, but it's just so strange, right? Like, He's yeah. claiming to be like one of the great serial killers of all time. Yeah. He's like, I've right, killed five like, people or I've killed seven yes. people. There's five people that are going to still die. And the whole thing is like very cash. Yeah. So, yeah, he's very casual. They're like, I guess this happens every day to them that people admit <laughs> to just being a serial. I mean, this guy like spent all these years being a serial killer and then just blows up his spot in like some little college to an FBI agent. I know like. We learn a little bit more later, you know, why he he chose these people. Mm-hmm. But like, why not go big? Like, why not do this on TV or something? You know, why get some get some PR for yourself? It's crazy that he's just like blowing up his spot. Like, he knows he's never he's once he does this, he's like in jail for the rest of his life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's no what's his plan A? Like, it's not like he he has like an out plan. It doesn't make any sense. Well, we're going to find out later on the episode. I don't know if he ever uh, expected to get away with it. I I think that uh, basically that everything was like very carefully choreographed every every step of the way here for uh, Dr. Rothschild. We we find out more and more information. He's super weird. He seems to have a a real affinity for Matthew Gray. Goobler feels like that maybe he's his intellectual equal, wants him in the interrogation. Joe Montana pushes back against that idea that's it basically he tells his boss hutch that hey this is my investigation um yeah by the way joe montagna uh age game can you guess how old he is uh right now or in this episode yes. no right now in uh, 2019 73 yeah wow that's pretty good he's 72 72 yeah, yeah. married to the same lady for 44 years oh, good for mrs montagna yeah, that's right. I mean, how do you know? I don't know if she kept, if she like changed her name. Maybe she kept her old name. But yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so it turns out that uh, Dr. Rothschild, he's got this whole thing set up where he's got this woman and he's got her tied up or her captured in a room and there's gas and there's a gas mask. And again, it's it's very like saw-y, uh, you know, uh, very, very much like he's jigsaw and he's trying to, you know, uh, get everybody to play into his trap. But uh, Akiva, just to skip ahead to the uh, the reveal here, uh, let me play a little bit of a clip when the officials here, uh, the 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 criminal minds investigators, are going to put this discovery together of where Doctor Rothschild's uh, home base might be. Called a logarithmic spiral. Can you put the spiral up on the map? Thanks. Okay, now flip it 180 degrees. Now make it bigger, bigger, a little, little bit bigger. Stop, stop, stop. The pendant is like a key. Chester, Virginia. <laughs> oh, sure. And with his level of obsession with these numbers, the ratio will have permeated his entire life. If we took a, a city map of Chester, the location where Kaylee and the children are being held will fall in one of these points on that map as well. The, the ratio works with uh, any scale at all. We're going to totter closer. Call them and tell them to get to Chester. I'm going to get a chopper ready. <laughs> I can't believe we have to listen to this episode twice. <laughs> so, yeah, that if you line up all, <laughs> all the numbers and you crunch the numbers, it all leads to Chester. <laughs> yeah, I think it's sabermetrics. <laughs> so that's where Dr. Rothschild's home base was, uh, was set up in, uh, in Chester. In Chester, yeah, Chester's house. <laughs> yeah. T- like, dumb TV shows love talking the Fibonacci sequence, like one, one, it's one, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They love that stuff. I think prison break had a big Fibonacci thing also. Yeah. So boy, uh, <laughs> Dr. Rothschild, uh, it turns out that he actually was trying to lead the, uh, criminal minds crew to Chester. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, then he ends up having a whole confession to Joe Montana about how in Joe Montana's book, he talked about how uh, that uh, vengeance keeps us sane and that there was uh, the Joe Montana actually arrested uh, Dr. Rothschild's brother. And then that's why he was all this was all a ploy to get back at Joe Montana and that he was going to uh, blow up the criminal minds team. It was all a it was all a ruse. But Joe Montana outflanked him. Yeah, it would have been great if Jason Alexander just won this episode and it's like, well, I got outflanked. I guess you're going to jail. Yeah. Um, but so then basically he's busted. Uh, but there's a great George Costanza scream, which happens here from yeah. Dr. Rothschild right at the end of the episode. Uh, this was, you know, I- I'm sure intended to be a serious dramatic moment, but it had me cracking up. The kids, they're all safe. You'll only face murder charges on the original seven women. With no evidence. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned that when we first met. That we would never be able to get you on those. I think you'll discover that the videotaped confession has the power to move a lot of jurors. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
pretty good. <laughs> now, did they, do you think they told Jason Alexander like play it play it really over the top, or did he, it was a choice he made? I think it was a choice. I think it was a choice he made. Yeah, you know they really uh, they they sort of allude to the fact that he gets he's going to get the death penalty for mm-hmm. this. Yeah, and I don't know what state criminal minds takes place in. I assume Virginia or DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's the death penalty in DC. I don't know, but like they see make it seem like it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they're specifically in uh, D.C. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like that they're um, not like local officials. I feel like maybe they have like some sort of a national jurisdiction. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, there's definitely a Virginia element. I'm not sure if it, if the if the yeah. you know. Also, like, I don't know where he's being charged for these murders. <laughs> he's all over the country. I Chester. don't know. Is Chester the death penalty? Get our, <laughs> get our legal correspondence uh to weigh in on this okay all right uh akiva uh mm-hmm. is there anything else to say about criminal minds uh, not really do you have any other takes i mean it's also one of the weird things about this episode is a lot of times you'll see like we you're never with the women who are kidnapped and the kids like they're just sort of seen like in these sort of weird flashbacks for a split second mm-hmm. so you're not really invested in the other half of the story they're just you know, make-believe people that we never see even after they're freed. So we really spend the whole time just with Joe Montaigne, Matthew, Gay, Matthew Gray Gubler, and Jason Alexander. Okay. It's um, really like a stand, stand. And Alexander, I wonder if it was a twofer, because he directs an episode later this uh, season. Oh, I Alexander. wonder if they, okay, you want to direct an episode, you got to show up as a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Akiva, Jason mm. Alexander, IMDB. Okay, let's let's dive into this. Uh, yeah. According to IMDB, uh, we never we didn't get to play the uh, best known for game uh, back on game night. Jason Alexander is known for four things, according okay. to IMDB. One yes. of them, of course, is the legendary Seinfeld. I will give yes. you one hundred dollars for every additional, oh also God. known for. <laughs> That you can and name. It's not, and it's not Criminal Minds. <laughs> it's not Criminal Minds. Okay, so there's three more. IMDb has four notable um, sort of shows for each person. Well, no, there was that one. Sh- I don't remember the name. Like, it was the show that he was, he was a CBS sitcom lead. Bob yeah, uh, Patterson. Bob Patterson. Is that there? I mean, that definitely should be one of his four, right? <laughs> well, like he was it's the not. lead of a show. It's not. Um... Curb your enthusiasm. He was on that twice. I was going to say that you should not have offered $100, but apparently it's impossible. So tell me. <laughs> Jason Alexander is also known for his work in uh, 1993's Coneheads. Okay, fine. <laughs> that should be in the crappy movie diaper also, by the way. Coneheads? You, you don't, you, I, people kind of like that movie, though. <laughs> they do? I think people like Coneheads, yeah. Uh, I, he's known for his work in 1990's Pretty Woman. Okay, fine. And he is known for his work in... Is this the animated Hunchback of Notre Dame? Is there a non-animated Hunchback of Notre uh, Dame? I've never seen I don't know. It. I guess he's... Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the... that? He, and then uh, we do have in the crappy movie diaper... Uh, what's the monkey movie that he's in? Dunstan checks Dunstan in. We, checks could, in. We, we could be spending more time with Jason Alexander. So. Yeah, Jason Alexander might end up being the patron saint of uh, Robin Akeem the podcast. So Jason Alexander has worked a ton since Seinfeld. I mean, he has more, you know, credits uh, post-Seinfeld than pre-Seinfeld. Uh, you know what I was thinking? So, I, you know, Coneheads has a 5.3 in IMDb. Maybe we should have a listener poll for should Coneheads be in the... Uh, 
I mean, I, I don't think it's spectacularly awful. Uh, it's just dumb that I, I don't even think the Coneheads are funny. Uh, I don't understand why they are funny in the 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I also think with the like it's one joke for, they have a they have a conehead. Yeah, he's not he's not the star of any of Coneheads. I don't know no. what his role is in Hunchback and obviously in Pretty Woman. So I think it's like the most notable things he's been in. Like big picture, if you were the star of Pretty Woman, that would be a bigger deal than like the Bob Patterson show. But IMDb is just giving it to him because he's like the eighth lead in that famous movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. So, uh, and boy, he's got so many credits. He's worked, <laughs> he's worked so much, mm-hmm. uh, that he basically, uh, just looking at post Seinfeld, uh, post Seinfeld for Jason Alexander. And this is, uh, acting and, uh, voiceover credits. Uh, mm-hmm. Hercules, uh, the TV series. Is that an animated? Yeah. I guess so. Um, he does a lot of voice stuff. Poseidon. Uh, that basically he's in uh, Dilbert, uh, which is that cartoon. Do you know oh, what he did that that uh, history is completely forgotten? What's that? They made a sitcom about Tony Kornheiser's life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, what, yeah, what's it called? Stand, stand, something up. Something up. Yeah. Listen, listen up. up. Yes. Yes. History has. From, Malcolm we Jamal watch? Warner, up. I think, was the Michael Wilbon. Really? Should we watch? Should we watch an episode of Listen Up? Obviously, did not get the <laughs> did not get the get the pickup. But I believe it was uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner was. Uh, yes, that is correct. Was Wilbon Bernie Widmer, which is Mike Wilbon? Yeah, yeah. So. He's Tony Kleinman, not Tony Kornhauser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he grew. Up, Tony Kornhauser grew up in my uh, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nothing. Uh. You know. He. He basically. He's been on Curb a bunch. He was on an episode yeah, of Dora mean, the Explorer. He was on a, yeah, he, a show called Clipaholics. Ooh, what's that? A lot of voice work. A lot of voice work. Yeah. Uh, the Grinder. He had do a you couple- think he still has his Seinfeld money? Do you think he burned through most of the Seinfeld money? Because I'm what? sure he thought in 1998, like, all right, you know, I'll get another show. I'll, you think uh, he has like, like a big case, overhead, be- Jason Alexander? I mean, I don't know. It's probably expensive to be George. Mm. You don't think so? I don't know. I think he's probably okay. Like why is he working so much? Well, what do you want? Roles? What should he be doing? Just golfing? What if he doesn't golf? Uh, bocce. I don't know. <laughs> Whirly ball. Yeah. I mean, uh, sure. should he just be re- paint? What do you want him to do? I, I guess. I, I mean, podcast. Oh, maybe Seinfeld yeah. guys. Oh no! If he, <laughs> if Jason Alexander ever started a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, I feel like it would be would it be good for our Seinfeld podcast or or you think it would hurt it? Mm, I think it could probably have no impact. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's over. It doesn't really matter. But like the office, like imagine if we had an office podcast and then like Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey started their own. What office would that podcast. do? Well, I'm sure the office podcasters were, you know, they they felt like uh, they're yeah. stealing their 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 shine. What if uh, a couple of uh, survivors started doing uh, survivor podcasts? I mean, an active show is a little different. I feel like active shows can have multiple podcasts. You're, okay. you know, you like the rewatch shows. It's a little different. Well, okay, I was, I was nervous for a second that some survivors <laughs> were going to start a survivor podcast. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully it won't happen. Who would Jason Alexander do the Seinfeld guys podcast with? Jerry's uh, if not it was doing like it. Angela Kinsey, then I, I mean, soup Nazi, was, Jason Alexander, <laughs> <yeah>. Larry. <laughs> 
Is Mickey still with us? <laughs> Who? Mickey. Mickey. Oh, uh. <laughs> is he still with us? Yeah. Jerry Stiller. I mean, he's he's uh, you know, yeah, he's not a young man. Jerry Stiller. <sighs> I, I think Michael Richards would do it. So Jason Alexander, Michael Richards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan- Danny Woodburn's still with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would listen to that. Yeah. They, 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 they should Michael do Richards it. would be so too cool for school. Like he pretend not to know what a podcast was for the first 50 episodes. <laughs> Wouldn't remember one thing that happened. Mm-hmm. We'd go into long monologues about like his choices on various acting things. Yeah. Remember when we used to watch the uh, like uh, inside the episode for like he would take it so seriously. Yeah, he was terrible on the inside of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about Wayne Knight? Yeah, I think that that would be a good choice. I think Wayne Knight would be a good choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, look, that that might be a big big hit. Uh yeah. All right, we'll pitch them on that. <laughs> I mean, we had uh, we had Jason Alexander's cousin on the Seinfeld podcast, right, Jonathan Penner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Send him a note. All right, so Criminal Minds, uh, big season. How do you think they wrap up Criminal Minds? Uh, they probably find out that Matthew Gray, Gray Goobler did like most of the series. <laughs> That's my guess. You know, Jennifer, so I was looking through the Wikipedia page. Jennifer Love Hewitt, they added her for season 10 for like a, um, a starring role. Yeah. And what happened? And she, she walked took, off? She took off season 11, I guess, to have a kid. And they said like she'd be back and she's just never returned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Akiva. How about this? Tell me if you uh, you're buying this or you think it's Fugazi. Okay, Criminal Minds Twitter account official, verified. Criminal Minds, Crim Minds underscore CBS. How many followers? First of all, the the CBS accounts always have the worst names. There's always an underscore. (laughs) They were too cheap to pay like the hundred bucks per account to buy buy the. How many followers for the Criminal Minds Twitter account? Well. The fact you said Fugazi makes it seem like it's going to be high. I think a lot of people relationship with Criminal Minds is enough that they watch it and they're happy to like like a Criminal Minds tweet a couple times a year. And also, I think a lot of corporate accounts have totally fake followers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say 500,000. 1.6 million. That's way too many. That's fake. <laughs> That's fake. I mean, the Survivor one doesn't have a million followers, no. probably, right? <laughs> okay, how about this? Uh, I want to come back to the Criminal Minds Twitter account. Uh, NCIS Twitter account. NCIS underscore CBS. Yeah, the, uh, the worst name. Oh, wait, hold on. Yes? That's a more popular show. That's got to be over 2 million. 1.1 million. <laughs> That's weird. But I guess the show's been on longer. But see, I would think that they're all fake. The followers... But every single tweet about Criminal Minds does well. Like, you can not at times tell. I know this guy. You want to ratio it? Okay. Well, if they get ratioed in a good way. A lot of guys... I, I know this guy who... When, you remember when Twitter did, like, the purge last year where they, like, cut a lot of people's followers? Yeah. This guy who I knew had fake followers went from, like, 100,000, like, 8,000 immediately and now magically, like, went back up to 100. But you can tell because most of his tweets get, like, one retweet and three likes. Mm-hmm. Criminal Minds gets thousands of likes on every tweet. Yeah. But so, can I show you some of the gold that they're um, that they're spinning? Well, you, you don't have to show me. I've got the page open. Okay, so uh, let the listeners know. So uh, you know the meme where it's like single taken. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have a box for single. There's nothing in it. They have a box for taken. It's empty. They have a box for it's complicated. 
it's empty. And then they have a fourth box, hashtag criminal minds. And that's box is checked off. Of. <laughs> that's checked off box. Um, <laughs> Happy Halloween from criminal minds. It's a picture of Matthew Gray Goobler. Good looking guy. Uh, yeah. I think they dress him down a little bit on the show with a, with a pumpkin, 3000 likes. Mm hmm. Now, should they have everything you need for your Criminal Minds bin? Shop the yeah. CBS store now. Should we buy Criminal Minds merch? Yeah, so let's. I want to do that next. I want to look at the Criminal Minds merch uh, shop. I, I see that they've added new, like, uh, hot Criminal Minds uh, investigators over the years. Uh, Joe Montaigne, uh, really mm -hmm. uh, looking his uh, 73 uh, years of age. Uh -huh. Well, they have, yeah, they have uh, like a 2010 on the show versus 2019. <laughs> the like decade the challenge up. for... They do have the glow up, yeah. <laughs> for, for Joe Montaigne. Uh, they also retweeted an article, will Criminal Minds Reed and JJ be together in the final season? So I guess there's a little yeah. uh, will they, won't they uh, for Criminal Minds final season. But let's take a look at the Criminal Minds uh, shop. There's actually uh, a Criminal Minds mobile game also available uh, if mm -hmm. you want to play that. Uh, mm -hmm. So, okay. So there was on December 26th, uh, you could use the promo code uh, treat yourself uh, for 25% off in the Criminal Minds store. Can't believe we missed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, 37 products available in the Criminal Minds store on uh, <laughs> CBS.com. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who is this for? Who's this for? Yeah. Um, I mean, Im imagine you open up. I got my son, my aforementioned last week's uh, podcast yeah. guest. I got him. Uh, I, we had a lot of money on like a Jet season ticket holder card. Yeah. So I was able to like when we went to the Jet game, I was able to buy like a few hundred dollars worth of stuff that I would never normally want to buy just because like otherwise the money was going the garbage. So I got all my kids like Jets hats, Jets shirts. Third night of Hanukkah. The good presents have already been fit, you know, done the first two nights. I give my son a Jet shirt. He starts crying. <laughs> he says, first he said, I thought it was a Mets shirt. I was going to throw it out the window. <laughs> and then he said, and then he said, uh, where's my real present, mommy? And then I said, no, this is your real present. Like, it's a nice shirt. It's a, it's a, it, that, it is a cool jet shirt. He's like, okay, I like it, uh, uh, dad, but uh, I, I need a real present. And what? then, of course, my wife gave him a second present. Uh, well, what football team does he like? No, he likes the Jets. He just did not care about the T-shirt. Oh, okay. Did not care about the T-shirt. Uh, yeah. Noam made a uh, real impression on Dominic. But he's still... Yeah, no, he, I, I think He Noam can't get over the uh, forky cake with the uh, Yankee jersey throwing the... Well, it better not happen. The birthday is in the morning. And if I see that cake... <laughs> Please I mean, post I guess the picture of like, it. Yeah. Listen, I, there is a big risk. Because if my wife makes that cake, I think I have to like take the cake and throw it out. <laughs> But then, like, that's it for my relationship with my whole family, right? Like, I, at that point, I just have to start walking. Like, yeah, my son but he'll still have your dignity. He, he'll, he'll be in therapy the rest of his life. My wife will immediately kick me out of the house. Yeah. But I, I, I do think it's maybe a very nerve-wracking day tomorrow. Like, if she, if she really makes that cake, I am in trouble. Uh, here are a couple Criminal mind shirts. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Criminal mind store is a gold mine. Yeah, uh, talk to me, baby girl. I guess that's one. Yeah, of is that a catchphrase for? Uh... <laughs> we didn't see it this episode, and then I want a man to talk to me the way Morgan does to Garcia. Very who is long. Morgan and who is Garcia? I'm not and, sure. And if, apparently, basically, this should be like a trap. If anybody is buying uh, one of these Criminal Minds shirts, uh, then the uh -huh. FBI should be profiling that person, right? <laughs> yes, the behavioral analyst unit. I want a man unit. to talk to me the way Morgan does to Garcia. Uh, yeah. This is for Little a woman. Wordy. How and how does Morgan talk to Garcia? I'm not sure. 
Uh, should we find a YouTube clip of Morgan and Garcia from? Yeah, let's see how the criminal well, we could learn a little bit about how to talk to how to talk to the ladies in our life. Okay, so I'm like, so I, I I typed in Morgan and Garcia, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that it ended up uh, auto filling to uh, Morgan and Garcia moments. Okay. So it's probably a shipping video. Yeah. Is uh so I either uh I think Morgan might be Shamar Moore. Okay. So they're not okay. so they're selling old shirts on the on the merch store. Okay, so let's see. Uh Morgan and Garcia moments, uh reflections of desire. Okay, uh this is from uh nine years ago. Do we okay, let's see. Morgan and Garcia moments. How about this? Okay. So here comes. <laughs> I um, I would expect nothing less. <laughs> you should be flattered. Not many people are invited in off the grid. Super eight. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I guess they have a lot of a lot of uh, meet cute moments for <laughs> Morgan and well, Garcia. I think we saw Morgan and Garcia talking at the end of this episode, right? It had nothing to do with the episode, but after they solve the murder, there's like sixty seconds left, so they have like a flirty conversation about where she like tells him to do something, and everyone else is like, "Ooh," you know, everyone else is like, uh, you know, gossiping in the background. Yeah. Okay. So we maybe saw the beginning of their relationship yeah. bloom. And uh, not Mike Bloom. Uh, and so uh, Shamar Moore is the aforementioned Morgan. And then uh, then Garcia. And she's kind of like a, she is she is she kind of nerdy. Is that what's what's going on here? I mean, his glasses. <laughs> well, not Shamar Moore. Except Shamar Moore. He, well, that's why he had to leave. He was too cool. They had to bring him to SWAT. Yeah. Uh, Gina Gar- Vangsness is, is Garcia. Yeah, Gina Garcia. So I guess uh, that maybe he's like the hot cop that is like uh, has uh, flirts with Garcia. I guess this show is really popular. Like Greg Bubler has a million point seven followers. I guess Kristen, <laughs> Kristen Vangsness, who I'd never heard of before. Are just we going to get has, canceled for uh, joking about Criminal Minds? Do you think the Criminal Minds hive is going to go after us? A uh, six hundred twenty-four thousand followers for Kristen Vangsness. <laughs> the season four episode eight mastermind episode is the finest hour of Criminal Minds. A holes. Yeah, talk to Ooh, me, she, baby girl. She did a uh, a bachelor podcast. Maybe Haley and Amy could get her yeah. on. Here, you know, what? let me try, let me. Well, I guess if if this is a thing, hold on. Hey Siri, text Nicole. Talk to me, baby girl. <laughs> Your message to Nicole Sesternino says, "Talk to me, baby girl." Okay, let's, okay, it's sent. Okay, let's see how that goes. <laughs> By the way, speaking yeah. of babies, uh, there's a Criminal Minds BAU baby bodysuit. Uh, mm-hmm. a onesie for a baby for mm-hmm. Criminal Minds. <laughs> for the Criminal Minds stand in your life. <laughs> if you are uh, dressing up a baby in a Criminal Minds onesie, uh, yeah. is, that, is that the point where Child Protective Services needs to be involved? What if you were like the executive producer of the show and yeah, it's like I paying so. for your kid's college or something? Got, That's fine. <laughs> I got a response back from my wife. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, Siri, uh, read the text from Nicole. You have new messages <laughs> and 34 conversations. 
Ooh, what a First, brag. Nicole Sesternino said good. Are you on drugs? <laughs> oh, boy. Criminal Minds. So much fun. Yeah. yeah. Right, uh, future fun. Mrs. Spencer Reed. Who's Spencer Reed? Goobler? <laughs> I guess. I could see Not Goobler. Joe like character. It. No. Well, you're really going after <laughs> the Montana maniacs are going to be so hard after you. You probably know some people. All right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mixed up Joe Montana with Joe Manginello. <laughs> Who's Joe Manginello? Oh, oh, the hot guy those. from <laughs> that's married. Yeah, I think he's the Sofia Vergara one. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I'm sure their fan mail is often uh, crossed up. No like, doubt. Uh, Dear Mr. Montaigne, I loved you in Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Send pics. Yeah, you were uh, very hot in. Was he in, like a Diet Coke guy? I'm not sure. I think it's Mike Francesa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. That he, was he was he in those uh oh, yeah i think he was in the ads he yeah, was in the diet guy. coke commercials but yeah ironically sofia vergara is the face of diet pepsi that is why why are they still together they might not be still together. yeah i'm not sure boy uh they're like a real like uh george and kellyanne conway that would be wild imagine if they just like tweeted each other all day like <laughs> if, if if uh sofia vergara is like ooh, just try to diet coke as disgusting as I remembered 15 years ago. <laughs> like, and then my, like Manginello goes over the top. He's like, ah, just clean the toilet bowl with diet Dr. Pepsi. Like it burned a hole in it. Uh, just went back and forth. Is that a false memory? Is that uh, maybe is he not a diet Coke guy? Uh, he might be a diet. I don't know. I don't know. I think that was maybe a different, uh, different hot guy that was in the diet Coke. Ad. All right. Well, uh, let people make fun of us. We'll leave that in. The okay. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay all right uh anyway so Akiva. Now, i don't know i don't know if joe manginello is a diet coke maniac. no there's a different a different guy but was, i'll say this yeah I'll i got this. my my hot guys uh mixed up i googled joe manginello diet coke and in every interview he says he drinks water diet coke and coffee oh so he loves diet coke <laughs> he loves diet coke how about this? Daily Mail. Joe tweeted a photo on Tuesday in which a Diet Coke can with his first name translated in Spanish was on the balcony. Yeah. Somebody needs to go snap a pic of uh, Joe Manginello and Sofia Vergara's refrigerator and find out what what if it's like a, a diet RC Cola? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I listen. The same type of person was breaking into Sofia Vergara and Joe Manginello's house to do that. <laughs> Has Probably the criminal also minds once a criminal minds once. <laughs> All right, Akiva, uh, before we get to the mailbag, and uh, I, I can't believe we did uh, an hour at least on the uh, Criminal Minds episode. Yeah, I had, I had no <laughs> notes. I usually have like pages of notes. I, I did not even write down a note for, the, for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get to our mailbag, then let me just thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at betonline.ag. Of course, it's week 17 in the NFL. So it's all going to come down to this for the podcast one sports net challenge where the podcast one hosts have been battling all season long for the $5,000 for the charity of the winner's choice. You could follow conversation on twitter hashtag sportsnet challenge uh final week of the regular season uh, the christmas week football games are here playoff implications all over the place of course uh so much going on visit our good friends and exclusive partner podcast one betonline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account make sure to use that promo code podcast one 
for your 50% sign-up bonus uh, this weekend. Chicago at Minnesota, Tennessee at Houston, San Francisco at Seattle, Pittsburgh at Baltimore, Green Bay at Detroit. Uh, so much going on in uh, the NBA this week. There was uh, Clippers at Lakers, Boston at Toronto, Milwaukee at Philadelphia, and so many holiday bowl games as well. Uh, the Holiday Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Camping World Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State versus Clemson, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, LSU versus Oklahoma Huge. Uh, visit betonline.ag. Don't forget about the promo code podcast one for your 50% sign up bonus at betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Let's go to the mailbag. Okay. All right, Akiva. Mm-hmm. Mailbag time. Uh, yeah. Um, I, let me start it out actually with uh, an email we got in a couple days ago from a listener named Yael. Not my sister, who's also my sister's name. Yes. But y'all wants Robin Akiva to draft who or what is going to have a good year in 2020. This sort of a rift on the predictions podcast that we had discussed. Uh, but we could do it in a draft format. And, you know, we, it, you know the, the stakes could be whatever we want. The, we'll be drafting for who gets canceled. We'll be drafting for who wins awards or what movie has a big year. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing you and I had discussed was uh, talking about the ringer, uh, you know, who has like who won 2019. And uh, maybe maybe figuring out who won 2020. So does that have any interest? Do you have any interest in that? Okay, uh, there was a lot there. Uh, so you you want to do the the ringer idea right now? Well, can I just read to you because we like talking about the ringer? Yeah, we got a couple minutes here. Can I read to you who the ringer had? Do you want to guess first of all if you haven't seen do it? Do we need to do any more explanation on what you're about to talk about? Oh, uh, the Ringer is a is a sports website. Uh, it used yeah. to be Bill Simmons used to run Grantland. Then ESPN fired him, and he started his own website called The Ringer. Are we haters or are we uh, consumers? And then it's fun to talk about. I think we're consumers. Like if we really yeah. hated it, we would never talk about it or know it existed. There's like, plenty we of websites that we hate that we don't like. We're we're not uh, going on like you know crazy websites or anything. Yeah. You know, things that we really don't like. Uh, this is Absolutely. a website that we would both visit and probably, you know, listen to a lot of their podcasts and website, but it's fun to talk about. Yeah. It's fun to, to lightly teach, so, but I don't, I, I don't think I just don't want to put out the like, Hey, where's mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, ringer haters. No, we don't want to be ringer haters. Yeah. Cause if the ringer stands come at us, I don't know how many there are, but if the ringer stands, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the average consumer of the ringer is uh, probably a ringer level hater. That's, uh, yes. compatible with us. Yeah, like the Bill Simmons Reddit is completely <laughs> negative. Um, but do you want to guess? So they have uh, 16. Uh, they had a 16 sort of person or idea, mostly people, some yeah. bands or, or or websites. Who won 2019? Do you want to guess who so, was in the room? Okay, running? so I, I did watch the tease on YouTube. I was on Twitter. I saw that it was tweeted out and I saw Bill Simmons talking about who's the guy that does it? Rembert Brown. Okay, I almost said Sherrod Brown, but that's uh, the governor of Ohio. Yeah, so Rembert okay. Brown, uh, if you want a survivor connection, I believe is a, is a college friend of Malcolm Freeberg. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Yeah. R- Rembrandt Brown. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so that he, like, they were talking, basically, I watched the whole video and they talked about like, uh, like, hey, remember all these years that you did the, the, uh, 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013, 2014? Um, but then they, they didn't say anything about 2019. I loved a few things. I didn't watch the whole video. I loved a few things where they realized at one point they had a lot of athletes in like the final eight. 
And then Bill said, uh, knowingly, well, it was a good sports year. And remember, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah good sports year. Like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Good sports year. Because <laughs> okay. it's like half sort of sports people and half pop culture. So do you want to guess who made the Ringers? Who won 2019 Final 16? Final. So, so, I, I'm, so I'm trying to name people that were in the top 16. Correct. And okay. one or okay. two this of them are not game. people. This is yeah. a fun game. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, now, I also recently did my own uh, with Mike Bloom that yes. we did the pop culture stars of 2019 uh, Brant Steel Big Brother mm-hmm. game. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a little tapped in. Now, did they do political figures? Uh, there were no political figures. Okay. In, they may have considered them, but there was no political okay. figure. In the, in there, the, there was no abatist. There was no politician. No politician. Okay. Because uh, we were, you know, talking about like, well, what about a Greta Thunberg? Okay, so Greta did make she was in a play in region versus I can't see because the YouTube uh, thing is over it, but she was she did win a play in region. Oh, against One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So, um, Lizzo. Uh shockingly, Lizzo did not make it. Lizzo wow. should have been like in the final four. It made no sense. Uh, Lil Nas X yeah Lil Nas X was the 16th seed he lost to the one <laughs> okay um, well it's the ringer so yeah. uh, I'm gonna say Brad Pitt ooh I see uh, you said it's the ringer Brad Pitt Brad Pitt did not make it nor did Leo or anybody from oh time in I feel like they had a- but another <laughs> ringer two other ringer favorites uh, were definitely in the bracket as as you should be able to guess. Hmm. To uh, uh, Tom Brady. No, it's not just people. So I should say it's. It could be a movie, a TV show. Oh, uh, is it, was it Succession or Billions? Yes, yeah, both. Both made the final sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> both Succession like made it far. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Billions. Uh. And Succession were both in the sixteen. Megan Rapinoe. Okay. Megan Rapinoe was the one seed in the tournament. The one seed guess. in the tournament. Yes, the one seed in the whole tournament. That was the one, the one seed in the whole tournament. Yeah. Now you, I have not yet listened to your podcast with with Mike Bloom, but I believe he did not allow any sports figures in his podcast. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, now that, Megan Rapinoe, that, he actually should have let in. Like I get, he doesn't know anything about Lamar Jackson or yeah, whatever. Um, yes, so th- I believe that the, the direct quote from uh, Mike Bloom was, uh, "What is a Lamar Jackson?" Yeah, Mike, we should get Mike. How about next year? We get Mike like really into football. Like he's in like six fantasy football leagues. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, so let me I'm trying to think of anybody else that is. Uh, uh, just give me the rest of the, the 16. OK, uh, Keanu Reeves. OK, yeah. You made the big brother. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. OK. Yeah. Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Beat billions. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson beat Greta in the first round. OK. <laughs> I mean, um, in fairness, uh, he had a better year. Yeah, PWB lost to JLo. Who's PWB? I'm not sure. <laughs> I was going to say, am I supposed to know who PWB is? I'm not sure PWB is. Um, the, the is Ringers, PWB short for something? I think it is. I'm, I'll get there. I'll figure it out after I read this bracket. The the Ringer was is under the impression that JLo was like the queen of 2019. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, like, they movie. think that JLo won the year, even though she didn't win this bracket. Hmm. Uh, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods plays PWB next must be short for something because I don't think that um, uh, PWB, the acronym, is uh, showing up anything. Yeah. Um, succession beats Simone. I guess they mean Simone Biles, and I love Simone Biles, but like it wasn't an Olympic year. 
you know, and I, I don't think this is a Simone Biles year. Wait till next year. It'll be Simone Biles year. Uh, Kawhi beat the band BTS, the Korean band. That was a big mm-hmm. deal. That's fine. Uh, and then the non-people, ver- you know, R- Rapino beat Lil Nas. And then the non-people bracket was uh, TikTok beating Disney+. Plus. Okay. Yeah. And I believe the winner, do you want to guess who won uh, uh, 2019? Who won 2019? Between Lamar Jackson, Zendaya, Tiger Woods, J-Lo, Kawhi, Succession, TikTok, and Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> TikTok. No, Kawhi Leonard won 2019. Okay. It was right. a good sports year, Rob. It was a good sports year. Ah, PWB is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh. Yes. My, my, fav- my favorite. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, we were on initial uh, you know, sort of acronym uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I do like the play-in matchups where they have like Greta against like hypothetical things. Yeah. Um, so do you want to – should we take a quick guess now at like who's going to win 2020 for the next few seconds? I, I There's no chance that we could know what is going to win. I mean, you could just guess a couple of celebrities. Uh, I could, but uh, we, I think we'd have better luck with uh, picking celebrities that are not going to make it out of uh, 2020. I, I, we, I have... uh, people suggest that people did write in this week, but I'm <laughs> no, not a big too fan dark. of death pools. Too dark. Um, yeah. I mean um, – <laughs> I, I I would be the worst person to try to guess this. What do you think about uh, Adam Driver? Do you think he could win 2020? No, he already... I think he was uh, basically... He he's going to win a year. He should have won 2019. Uh, do you find Adam Dri- Driver likable? Because I do not. Um, I have really no feeling about Adam Driver. I okay. do not want to watch this divorce movie on Netflix. Oh, uh, I saw I, it. I, that, uh, who's, why would anybody... Why does anybody want to watch that movie? I like divorce movies. You do? <laughs> why? Yeah. I don't know. I always like I when if ever I don't have a lot of friends who are divorced, but I love like hearing divorce stories. I don't. I'm curious, like where did it go wrong? How I feel like it at the end? If, if I was a single person, I think I oh I'd like oh let me watch this to, to see what to see what it's like being married. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, the one thing my wife and I uh, can agree on is we don't want to watch this movie. Yeah. No. I, I first of all, I think it was very sort of like. It was every, it, it felt like a play. It was like we're just watching like a good version of a a play where they're just it's very like yeah, stagey very, yeah. and they're just yelling at each other the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not my thing. Adam Driver's never relatable. Like you know, they used to say like George W. Bush was like the guy you'd want to have a beer with. <laughs> Adam Driver's literally. The yeah, last what happened Earth, with Adam Driver and then he uh, ran out of an NPR interview? What, uh, what, he doesn't like. I could sort of relate to that because I don't like listening to my own voice. He does. He, he's like <laughs> grossed out by his own acting. So they, I guess, like, according to his publicist, I'm sure messed it up, uh, said, like, hey, you cannot play any any audio clip of his in, of his thing. And he just, you know, left. And, and that's uh, kind of weird, thing. though, right? I guess, like, I understand if you're, like, overwhelmed from it, you walk away and say, like, hey, listen, like, let's take this off mic. Like, just don't play it. But maybe he thought that, like, I guess maybe it happened before. I don't know. We don't know the backstory. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the publicist screwed up and not and not. Um, yeah. What's her nose from NPR? Okay, uh, you know you, those hard-hitting NPR uh, confrontations are they like notorious. They're, yeah. v- they're very they they do try you know the Louis C.K.s of the world. Yeah, my wife said right. earlier today about Adam Driver. She said uh, he's the uh, the the most uh, attractive, unattractive person. That's what people are saying. That like he was not attractive, and then one day he's like super hotty. Yeah, but he doesn't know it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to say that about me. 
would you rather be the most unattractive attractive person or like the most attractive unattractive person? Uh, so the the choices are: Would you rather one must go uh, be the most uh, attractive unattractive person or the most unattractive yeah. attractive person? Correct. I think I'd rather be the most attractive unattractive person. Yeah, I, I don't. I, that's probably not a competition. Although I don't know how it works. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So who's gonna win? Twenty uh, twenty. Uh, I have no. Do you have a guess? Uh, I'll say like um, Deshaun Watson oh. for sports. I don't know. Maybe maybe he he like takes a step. Uh, I said Adam Driver already. Uh, Harry Styles. I feel like Harry Styles is gonna have a big year singing. Yeah, you got one athlete, one actor, one musician. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Akiva, uh, yeah. I'm just looking at the the top movies of the year, top grossing movies of the year. Mm-hmm. Every single movie of the year uh, in the top ten, except for Nasha. I don't know what that is. Do you know yeah. what that is? Nasha. Yeah. What's that? Uh, this is like it? it must be some international film that I don't know. What, yeah, what maybe it's it a Chinese movie. Uh, but uh, every one of these movies are some sort of like uh, intellectual property. Like there's yes, no the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. Or, nothing new was anything absolutely. that anybody wanted to see. It was Avengers: Endgame, The Lion King, Frozen Two, Spider Man: Far From Home, Captain Marvel, Toy Story Four, Joker, Aladdin, Hobbs and Shaw. So basically, if we're going to try to figure out who is going to win 2020. Figure out who's going to be in a sequel to something. Absolutely, like Gal Gadot, probably Wonder Woman two stuff like that. Yeah, it's a uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, it's all. Yeah, I agree. It's all like. Oh, what about Tom Cruise, the Top Gun movie? Who Could cares about Top Gun? Uh, I did. I never saw the first one. Bad Boys for Life with Will Smith. Mm, that's coming out in January. Nobody's going to remember yeah, anything from January. It's, true. it's hard to win the year in January. That's what Bill Simmons always says. Yeah. So <laughs> you can only lose the year in January. Uh, yes, you can definitely lose. <laughs> <laughs> Can't win the year in January. All right. Uh, so that's that's <laughs> what's up. Uh, any anything else from the decade that we as we're closing the decade? Uh, I don't know. Who won the, the decade? Who the won decade? the decade? That is a good question. Who won the decade? Um, I can't believe they didn't have Lizzo in the sixteen. That seems like a crazy oversight. Uh, Simmons doesn't really know music though. Yeah, but like Rembert, I feel like you know it's someone someone who's young could have told him like, "Hey, let's put let's put Liz in there." I think The Rock won the decade. The Rock won the decade. Uh, yeah, he, he's like he's in everything. He's like the most famous, <laughs> most popular person. He'll ruin it one day by running for office. No question. You think so? I think he will one day. I mean, but I think The Rock won the decade. Yeah, uh, he had a good decade. Hard, I, to do, hard to have a better decade than The Rock, Mikey. Anybody else uh, in consideration for winning the decade? Who? Carly Rae Jepsen? I don't think Carly Rae. I mean, I I, I like Carly Rae Jepsen. She had the song of the decade. Oh, she had the song of the decade. (laughs) Yeah, is that official? I didn't know that was official. That was canon. I mean, who else could have won the song? The I mean, LeBron maybe did LeBron win the decade? Matthew Gray Goobler. I mean, the Goobs had. I feel like the the next decade, the twenties, is yeah. going to be. I think LeBron for... might have won the decade, the the Chester decade of uh, two thousand six to two thousand fifteen. Yeah, so you think if it ends in twenty fifteen, that's a better decade for yeah. LeBron because yeah. now he's like he's <laughs> in the playoffs. I think he had a better uh, mid decade. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, yeah. Let let us know who you think won the decade. <laughs> All right, Akiva, what else is in the mailbag? Okay, we got a bunch of emails from Anessa, who who had been listening yes. for a while, cat, catching up. 
to Renap after getting a late start. Yes. She said, what about Robin Akiva visit a fortune teller? You guys get a reading. You tell them you're recording it. You pre-record it. They nothing. They know nothing about you and will likely uh, be hilariously wrong and maybe be spot on with a few things. You can play and pause and discuss their analysis of you and predictions for your future. They play off your responses to them. So try to lead them down any funny routes to see where your future leads you. Okay. I feel like that we've touched on this before. Mm-hmm. I think that this would be tricky to mm-hmm. like pre-record a reading from somebody who was uh, like, I, I know we've talked about maybe a psychic before. I, I, yeah. honestly, I don't even know what a fortune teller specifically. A, I assume fortune tellers are psychics probably, right? I, I don't think so. Not necessarily. I think that's different. Is there separate unions? I don't think this is unions, but I think, you know, they should unionize there. I think there's, I don't know if, if anybody still does palm reading. There's mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, I don't know if anybody does like looking to like the, the with crystal ball. There's, mm-hmm. you know, a, a tarot card reading. Then there's somebody who's like, uh, like a psychic medium is like, uh, talking to, uh, spirits. So. It's all different stuff. I don't know if you could tape record that. I feel like a lot of people don't like that also. Yeah. And plus the people who like it will think we're making fun of it. Yeah. So I, I think it would be tough to uh, pull off something like that. Okay. Interesting. But uh, if somebody say- is, if somebody is like uh, somebody who is a, uh, I mean, people get mad because yeah, this comes up a lot about, oh, do astrology and right. Akiva, don't we have uh, yes. listeners that like, if you even talk about astrology, yes. I will delete the podcast and yes. never listen again. Absolutely. But I don't think this is, I think the astrologers will agree. This is not, cannot, this is like the, per, the I don't know. It's a little scammier. Like astrology is, it's different, right? Uh, Look, like they're not basing. It, in that's not my place to say tellers. what's not what's scamier than either. one thing or another. Yeah, everybody yeah. you know is into their own stuff. One man scam is another person's <laughs> philosophy. I don't know. Yeah, and if you believe it, it's true. I agree. <laughs> For you, um, uh, two truths and a lie. Anessa says, "Get three people to sub- go or get people to submit three stories." Uh, you you pick out you know a a uh, I guess a producer of this episode picks out the best one, and you can either pre-tape it or call them, and uh, they they give you two truths and a lie, and we have to guess which ones are the truths and which one is the lie. Okay, so our listeners call in. Uh, so basically, m- maybe I-, I would do it like this. This is how I would produce that podcast episode. Okay. So people write in with their two truths. Um, and I guess proposed lie. And then then we would have somebody who would get like four or five of these people together. And then we would call they would call in and then give us our two truths and a lie. And we can then we well, can ask like follow up questions. Why are they writing in if we're calling in also? Why because because like, hey, the, the writing in is to vet who has good stories or not. You know, they, OK, because in theory, we could just like, all right, you're next. You're next. All right. Spend yeah. a lot of time with someone who's interesting. And yeah, the, in, in, yeah right. in theory, like, uh, you know, we could get some if it was just like we're just taking phone calls or somebody. It's like, uh, all right. So uh, here's my two truths and a lie. Uh, I've eaten a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I've eaten a mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and I've eaten a spicy chicken uh, nuggets from Wendy's. Yeah, that's a, a lot. The problem with the two truths and a lie is a lot of it's like, you know, uh, I murdered a hobo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where I know, got this criminal minds onesie from. Yeah, I have a criminal minds onesie. <laughs> and 
I, you know, I once uh, threw up, you know, four chicken McNuggets in, in McDonald's bathroom. And then you guess like, oh, obviously this guy lied about murdering a hobo. And they're like, nope. But it, it, I actually lied. It wasn't a McDonald's bathroom. It was Burger King. Like, it's, you know, it's such like a uh, right. Like so a very minor. Twist if we could put somebody in charge of vetting our two truths and a lie people, then get like four or five of them. Okay, it came up on the wheel. Okay, we're going to record it on Saturday at, at 1 p.m. And then, you know, then they're going to they're going to call in. Maybe we'll have like a couple of like uh, have like five or six people in the hopper. And then mm-hmm. I, I think then that anybody. could work. Yeah, I think it's fine. Do you want to put it on the wheel? I would say let's hear from unless you feel like that we have the infrastructure at this point that we can just take on these projects. I, I would prefer to say if there is a listener who wants to produce the two mm-hmm. truths and a lie episode, yeah. then reach out and then we will begin to solicit two truths and lies from people. Oh, by the speaking of soliciting from listeners. All right. So maybe next week we'll put that on the wheel. Um, speaking of soliciting things from listeners. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, no, we want, because the 64th episode, we are ready to have a uh, ranking. Like we said, we do after 64 episodes of every oh, yes. episode so far. Yes. So the great Randy Noople, the noop, has put together a Google form where you can go and fill out a grade for every episode. If you haven't seen and if you haven't listened to an episode or you don't remember it, you could leave it blank. OK, great. So, from one being the worst to 10 being the best for every episode. Yeah, I want to check this and out. I, OK, so this is also, a Google Doc. Pick, yes, a Google Doc. No. OK. Or is he going to include this episode? Yes, it will. Yes, he will. He will uh, add. He will touch it up and add this episode um when we you know release this podcast whatever that is and then um <laughs> but it's a great it's a great google document that the noop has put together uh you're gonna rate yes. things on a scale of one to ten where yeah. ten is the episode should be on mount renatmore and number yeah. one is grow up <laughs> grow up trademark kirsten mcginnis i think at the end he also has a little thing where you can pick your four favorite pick your own personalized yes and you could pick you could select four that should be on mount renatmore so because ostensibly if you love the show maybe like 20 different episodes will have a 10 but you want to tell us which the four best were ah okay got it uh i mean i why wouldn't it just be the average of uh like the the four episodes with the highest average why wouldn't those automatically be i didn't ask the noob to do it he did us a favor (laughs) no i just wanted like is there any do you see any difference between like mvp voting like uh that you there are we get you're assigning like four first place votes I guess it's like, well, if if a really popular episode, most people are giving it a 10, then there's not a huge difference between like a 9.2 and an 8.8 or an 8.7 well, and 8.6. Maybe does this in any way change? Like if uh, if a large uh, group of people ended up giving uh, dad advice, know-it-alls uh, consideration for Mount Renatmore, but... While some of those people gave it a 10, also some people hated it. Uh, like, would, would right. the votes for Mount Renatmore uh, trump the uh, lower average of the specific episode? That's a good question. I guess we can uh, we can sort of, uh, you know, we can figure that out next week. But yeah, so what is the, like if one I'll episode ended up getting like, an, uh, you know, an eight at a 10 average but didn't mm-hmm. get that many votes for mount renatmore would that go on mount renatmore I, I don't know it's a good question so uh is there is there a url for that uh, that, that would be the, out, that would be <laughs> the equivalent of it, it won the popular vote but it did not mm-hmm. uh win the mount renatmore electoral college yeah 
Listen, it's uh, there could be a lot of debates coming from this. Yes, I don't want to. We should not campaign you and I right now and say what we think should win or lose. But well, what do you have? A, do you want to campaign for? I mean, they're all no, I us. No, there wasn't any episode that like didn't have us on it. That's true. That's fair. I guess we win and lose no matter what. <laughs> like we we equally own the best episode and the worst episode. Yeah, put it in our resume. Say, Although the- you know that w- probably the worst episodes were not the ones that we had ideas for. No, of course. The ones the worst that, the, we, ones I mean, the got. worst episodes are probably the ones that we got pressured into that we didn't want to do in the first place. Well, we had nothing to do with this episode today. We sort of like somebody said it and we're like, hey, I guess put it on the wheel. One of these things like Mount Rushmore that like usually like you'd think like, all right, that won't come up for five months. It only has one spot on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Then it comes up three weeks later. We're like, all right, wait, we didn't really think this through. <laughs> yeah. We should have had somebody maybe watch the episode and be like, well, there's not a lot there. We went off, uh, off a picture. <laughs> we went off literally a, we picked a different picture although it ended up working out because we Fine. it was the episode was so bad we got to talk about other things yeah okay all right uh what else for the mailbag oh, um, by, okay. oh by the way the link to the survey uh yes. we'll put it in the show notes go to rob is a website.com slash renap 64 that's r-a-a-n-a-p six four i'm sure uh kiva will also have it on twitter as well mm-hmm. yes uh, i really like this idea from michael j clark Yes. Uh, and it's called Robin Akiva Enjoy the View. And it, it's very simple. Robin Akiva watched that day's episode of The View and they discussed the history of the show, controversy, former hosts, cultural relevance, and I guess make fun of that episode. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how much we want to dive into any one specific <laughs> specific episode of The View. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we definitely should watch that day's episode of The View, but I do think that we could talk about the historical significance of The View. Uh, I think that we should also do uh, draft the Mount Rushmore of View hosts, like the okay, all time, <laughs> the, the all time. I don't know what what year did The View? Not to do the podcast right now. What what if you had to guess? What year does The View start? I'm going to guess 1997. 1997. Uh, I think that's a good guess. Uh, I'd say 1998. I'll, I'll go higher if... Uh, let's see. If, if we had to guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the all-time team... Uh, yeah, uh, you nailed it. Uh, April... Uh, I'm sorry, August 11th, 1997. Well, it's really been in our lives for 20, a long yeah, time, The View. You know, 22 plus years. Gonna put together the whole two hosts. All right, we could really do a long. Time yeah, the, uh, should we do a draft? <laughs> I don't know. I guess but we do a draft. We'll figure out. We'll view. We'll figure out view stuff to do, and mm-hmm. then um, view games. You know, uh, and then yeah. we'll put together the all-time team. Biggest. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in there. Uh, maybe the the biggest uh, view news stories of all time. Like I feel like there's probably been uh, a lot of like different pop culture stories which have come out of uh the hosts of the view during their time on the view so what's it called uh robin keep enjoy the view i think he said enjoy the view okay i like which that. is like a yeah <sighs> maybe somebody could punch it up yeah a view to a kill let's see any other good uh view idioms uh point of view point of view Bird, I don't know. bird's eye view i think enjoy the view like <laughs> Like is sort of explains That's a double what meaning. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to see. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Um, do you want to wait a week, or do you want to put this on the wheel now? It's your call. I think that we can put it on the wheel, and then okay. I think that it's not eligible for next week. Okay, perfect. And and so, if for whatever reason, you know, Aisha or somebody else tells us that, hey, here's a good reason why we shouldn't touch the view, mm-hmm. uh, but 
Yeah, I think it ties back in. We did uh, a lot of uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck talk uh, in light of the Matt bracket a couple of weeks ago. That's right. Not sure if she would make the Mount Rushmore a view. Um, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, and then also, if we're going to make the all-time view team, like, uh, I mean, you have somebody who's sort of like the like. There's always like a captain, like sort of like the moderator. Uh, I mm-hmm. believe that Whoopi occupies that spot. I mean, do you, you wouldn't want to have too uh, too many people that play the same position. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want like five moderators, and you wouldn't want five like Republican like arguers or the mm-hmm. or like the you know five Joy Behar's or something. I don't right. know. Right, <laughs> right. You need a starting five. Yes. That is well balanced uh, team. Yeah, that's what yeah. They do. Has it always been five? I feel like they started with four. I don't know. I liked like when I used to read the New York Post when I was in high school, and it would be like every day they'd be like, "Oh yeah, there was like a knockdown brawl in the back, you know, backstage, <laughs> and like nobody's talking to anybody." Uh, they actually record. The, they record in separate rooms, and they CG them into the same <laughs> table. Uh, I'd like to. I, I would. I think you could read a book of like all like the backstage fights. There would be funny. Yeah, I, I'm sure it, it is a YouTube rabbit hole of uh, view highlights. Yeah. All right. So maybe we could go on that. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot there. I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Who's not going to enjoy enjoy talking us about the us <laughs> me and I, you? Probably a lot of people. <laughs> uh, can I give you a couple updates on sure. um, on uh, previous episodes or uh, or potential episodes? All right. We have uh, for 2020. It's not sweep season until February, I believe. Right. But uh, to start 2020. The great Antonio Mazzaro mm-hmm. has agreed your, you know, pending your approval, which I don't know why you wouldn't approve, to go back for one last time to end the trilogy of the Conspirapod by doing Robin Akiva have a Conspirapod 3. Okay. Well, I love the idea of Conspirapod 3, the end of days. Yeah. Conspirapod 3, end of days. That is <laughs> the only thing Antonio asks, and I'll set up a, a second form on my Twitter this yes. week. Yes is he needs a couple more uh, ideas. So I'll put in a form and then you could put in like, hey, and Tony, look into this. Maybe if you want, send him a link or two to get him started. And then uh, so it's not on the wheel yet. He just, you know, he needs some time to research it. But okay. Tony Mazzaro, ready to come back in 2020 for, uh, you know, one of our most popular series is on this show. Um, another another idea that we can put on the wheel right now, Rob, is... Um, so that so that is effective of uh, February first. No, no, no. I mean, maybe. I, I think four sweep season. It would be a good. It would be a good show to have. But okay, you know, if right, whenever so Antonio's ready, maybe he's February sounding 1st, maybe the alarm before. of send in yes. send in the conspiracies, and then we will begin to uh, curate them. And then when when he gives us the go ahead, Conspirapod three end of days is going on the wheel. Absolutely, uh, another show that we could put on the wheel. Right now, or I guess with the one week gestation period, Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz's Robin Akiva Need a Verdict, I think is good to go. Okay. All right. Uh, was that already on the wheel? Uh, uh, it had been on the wheel. We took it off because I believe it, it wasn't totally ready. But now it is ready for 2020. Uh, if people don't remember what that is, that is Amanda Rabinowitz is going to uh, be pitching us some unsolved mysteries. Not too grisly. She tried to find things that were. I don't know what she picked, but she tried to find things that weren't. Yeah, just like, so uh, no criminal minds episodes, please. That's right. And then uh, and we will uh, we will try and solve these cases that have been uh, you know argued about time in, for time immemorial. Okay. All right. A- anything else, Wienerker? I think for now, that's it. I think we got a, a stacked wheel for next week. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Eric Stein 
wrote in and he said he played the Carmen Sandiego game that has been on the wheel for many months. <laughs> and he realized what I had feared, that it is not pod worthy. And he is back to the drawing board. Eric Stein, who has been on the wheel for most of the last year between <laughs> the Carmen Sandiego episode that never came up and the infomercials are trash episode that never came up, is officially now, for the time being, until he – and listen, he, I believe he listens to this show every week. He uh, he's, he's hard at work at trying to find something. I think he's a busy guy. We will get Eric Stein back on the wheel. I have an idea that's not yeah. for this week with Eric Stein, but um, – Nowhere in the world is Carmen Sandiego on the wheel for now. Okay. Per um, Eric Stein. What about our voicemails? Yeah, we can listen. You know, we just got one yesterday that I have not listened to yet. You want to play okay. that? Uh, from Richie? From Richie, that is correct. Okay, here's a voicemail from Richie. Hey, Robin Akiva. This is Richie Harbaugh. And my idea for the wheel is Robin Akiva have a career day. So pretty mm. much what that would entail is different listeners calling in saying that their job should be the best for Akiva for his next job. <laughs> so you have someone who's, say, like a paleontologist or something, come on and be like, Akiva, this is why you should be a paleontologist. And at the end of the episode, you two banter a little bit, and Akiva, Akiva decides what career path he wants to take based on the yeah. listeners that he heard from that episode. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and thank you for your service. <laughs> No, I'm retired. I'm good. I don't know why people are trying to find me a job. I said I would I you want to do that? Would you want to listen no. to people from different walks of life pitch you on what your next career should be? Not really, honestly. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm retired. I would trying to pitch people on jobs for. I'm, I'm enjoying the retired life. What about a baseball announcer? And, I think you got to be a player. Yeah, they only <laughs> hire the, the old retired players for that gig. Doesn't seem fair. Yeah, it does. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, you know, a listener who is a, a tech recruiter said that if we wanted to do an episode called Robin Akiva Find the Listener a Job, they would work with some like Silicon Valley tech companies and like, you know, basically guarantee that whoever won the contest would get at least an internship. Okay. So explain this again. So, we would be asking our listeners, we're like finding a listener who needs an internship or a job, and then she yes. would place them somewhere. Uh, he, yeah, he would, he would, um, he would work with uh, one company or a series of companies, and basically, uh, you know, guarantee almost like a mini reality show, guarantee that the winner uh, gets placed somewhere. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Ah. <sighs> Write in if that would be interesting to you, and then mm -hmm. uh, maybe I mean I, I guess it'd have to be. New York or preferably Bay Area, he said. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. he mentioned this a while ago, and I, and I haven't acted on it, but I think it, it might be interesting. I do know, people still do want Silicon Valley internships? You think that's over? I don't know. I mean, I assume they're paid nowadays. I don't know enough about it. Is Silicon Valley canceled? Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure. The TV I'm show? The whole job. Well, I think yeah, one that, of the guys they, is. Yeah, one of the guys did get canceled. <laughs> no, I think, yeah. two of the, I think two of the guys <laughs> Two Another guy is? Two? Yeah. Yeah. All, the whole team practically got canceled. Oh Except my for Kumail. God. He just... Yeah, uh, he got, yeah he's the he best. He got buff. He got buff. Uh, you know, I think also that um, Mark Zuckerberg, I think, could have won the uh, the the mid-decade. I, I I don't know. I Like, was there ever a point where... I think he could have won. I think he could have won the Chester decade. Hmm. 
Oh, six to 15. I, I think, people, yeah, I think I, he had a shot at it. You know, my philosophy on, on like people who have at least uh, $10 billion don't know sports teams. Is that they're huge <laughs> losers. Like if you had any friends and you have 30, that, 40, that's your problem with Mark Zuckerberg. He's a loser. My, yeah. Anybody, if you are, if you are that wealthy and you don't own a sports team, that means you don't have any friends. Because mm-hmm. if I was Mark Zuckerberg's friend, I would say every day, like do, doofus, buy like the freaking Detroit Lions and let me run the team. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's literally of no consequence to you. So you like, bully a friend into buying you a sports team? I mean, it, it would I, like it didn't have to be for me. I could have like a no show front office job. I don't have mm-hmm. to like run the team, but I, I probably wouldn't have done worse over the last 60 years than the, than the Ford family. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's insane. Like imagine being that rich, like Mike Bloomberg, loser. Bezos, <laughs> like if you don't if you don't own a sports team, like and listen, you could own any sports team like, hey, I don't like football. Great. You ever mm-hmm. heard of basketball? It's even cheaper. Buy one of those teams. Yeah. Buy a new team. Bring it to some, you know, godforsaken city and boost the economy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't agree? You th- like if you had 10 billion dollars, you don't think you'd buy you'd buy a team? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess so. Um, it's just I think it's probably a lot of work. Uh, like, it could like- be. You could be a no show owner. And like it's very low risk in terms of like nobody really has lost a ton of money owning a team. In the yeah. last, Other than maybe like the Cubs for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but if you're like an owner of any of the sports teams I like, uh, you do end up becoming a very hated public figure. <laughs> that is true. That is a little bit of a problem. But most of these guys are hated anyway. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Sean from the RHAP archives? Uh, is that worth playing? I haven't. I don't think I've listened to it. Okay. Has somebody listened to it. Okay. Hi, Robin Akiva. This is Sean from the RHAP archives. My podcast idea is Robin Akiva unblock their chakras. In this episode, you two come on with a yoga or meditation expert who can take you on a spiritual journey to unblock your chakras. This is in the realm of the ideas where you guys don't have any idea what the subject material entails and is right for both of you to look like idiots, aka podcast gold. Why is Sean from the RHAP podcast archives? Is he That's like somebody weird, right? that was on the podcast year, years ago? What does that even mean? Like, is, do you think he's like been going through your archives? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> the search for ideas. Can you let us know, Sean? Are you stalking Rob? Like, Here, let, let me know. listen. Listen. This is how he describes himself. Hi, Rob and Akiva. This is Sean from the Rap Archives. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I don't. I don't know. You let now, us know, Sean. Yeah, I mean, I, I expected that he was going to come in. Hey, I'm Sean from the Rahap Archives. And back in 2012, there was a thing that Rob used to do on the podcast, and you guys should do it now. Uh, but he seems to be coming in from the archives with a completely original and new idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's confusing. Okay. Would you want to have your chakra unblocked? I didn't know it was blocked until right now, and I'm kind of upset about it. Yeah. Are, do you ever do yoga? I've never done yoga. <sighs> I'm not that flexible. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. uh, more into the uh, meditation Ooh. aspect of, like, I, I would like to do that. Uh, I have tried for years to do the meditation, but I've given up. I've given up. I have, I have too many, too many uh, thoughts uh, popping in my yeah. head. You know who's a big meditator? Who? Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, does I know. He's big, he's, he's big into transcendental uh, meditation. Twice mm-hmm. a day, I think he does it. I would, I would never have guessed had he not said it. That he's yeah. so, so big into it. So he's big into it. Uh, I tried it and I was uh, unsuccessful. Yeah, I've never tried yoga, so I didn't know my chakras were blocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sit there and I, and I try to get quiet and then I, I fall asleep. 
So yes, I don't know what I don't, I, I don't know what to do. Maybe napping could be your exercise. Like that's how to. That's what I ended up doing. And then I, instead mm-hmm. instead of trying to meditate, then I just took it like a nap for 15 minutes, and then probably uh, better idea. Felt, <laughs> felt better, but yeah. I don't know. Um, so I think it's going to be a boring podcast unless we're like that, uh, that just to, to uh, respectfully critique uh, Sean's idea, the uh, like if we took it seriously, it wouldn't be good. And if we didn't take it seriously, then, you know, it's kind of disrespectful to the person that's sitting there trying to help us do that. So, yeah, agreed. It, it, this podcast is not for unblocking chakras. And I think that probably having blocked up chakras is only part of the success of this podcast. Yeah, I agree. We, 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 you know, all of our success is on the, the riding on the back of block chakras. Yes. This is a podcast by people with blocked chakras for people with blocked chakras. Absolutely. If, if your you chakra have, is yeah. unblocked, GTFL, you probably baby. don't even like this podcast. You're not listening right now. Yeah. Two hours in or whatever. You've got better things to do with your unblocked chakra. I would agree. Um, yeah. I feel like it's it's ironic because both of our wives, they, they're I think they're both into yoga, right? They <sighs> my wife is probably more into the meditation than the yoga. She that I, oh, okay. she, that I, I would prefer she's into uh yoga. She used to do yoga. Now she's more into like uh you know, punching things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my wife likes yoga. I don't know. Yeah, I would prefer if my wife uh, was more more into yoga and more into being zen and being calm, but that's yeah. not, not not what she's into. Okay. All right. Akiva. Yes. Let's look got- at the wheel. Yeah. Well, we have one more uh, listener suggestion. What is it? Um, which is, you know, we discussed six months ago the idea of Caitlin Herman coming on mm. and and giving uh, giving some life advice to the listeners. Yeah. What 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 do you think would be, you know, and, and maybe what we had discussed then was also like recording it whenever she's available and then whenever it comes up on the wheel playing that episode. Uh if we ha- if we had enough ad- questions from from people, I think we'll get tons of questions for Caitlin. If mm-hmm. I, I think the the bigger issue is like booking Caitlin. Yeah. Okay. All what right. We can look into that? that. Okay. Fine. Um. All right. And the other uh, wheel related question, as we're about to talk about the wheel, is uh, the crappy movie dreidel is no more. It sadly did not come up this year. I really wanted it to come up. Sorry. But uh, no. Listen, P- I have to explain to people like. We we didn't want to watch Criminal Minds, you know, season four, season four, episode eight today. We had to watch season, Criminal Minds season four. episode. Yeah, eight I today. would rather watch Cats. Yeah. So now the question is, Cats has been out for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Do do Cats, which famously has nine lives, get one more life on the wheel this week? Yes, I think it should. OK, so Cats is going to be about half the wheel this week or close to it. Uh, Probably a third. OK, fine. But well, no, because the crappy movie trailer is going from eight spots to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not quite half. Uh, I would mm-hmm. say it's probably about uh, two fifths of the wheel. OK. And remember, you got to take off the Carmen San Diego thing also. OK. All right. Carmen San Diego is off is off the wheel. So that's going to that's going to help uh, cats eat up more of that space. Uh, okay. And um, with. Yes. Yeah, so, but I, I think we should make this the last week the cast is on the wheel. OK. Fine. I well, it's it also be, the last week that Cats is going to be in theaters. Uh, if if it is, it, it may be hard for us to find Cats. We may need to follow your idea of like have someone who watched Cats explain <laughs> what happens to us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably get some of the cast on the show. 
Um, now the cast is like Taylor Swift and James Corden. How could we get them? What about Dame Judy Dench? You think James Judy Judy <laughs> James Judy? Dench? Put that on a team show. That was Dame, so better than the Criminal Minds. Dame Judy Dench. Did Dame um, Judy Dench win the decade? I mean, yeah, the forties. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Dame Judy Dench has never been on a podcast. <laughs> like, do you think Dame Judy Dench? Do you think she's sitting down in Mark Maron's garage? <laughs> Does Dame Judy Dench know what a podcast is? It's possible she doesn't. I will say, like, uh, you know, like, can you imagine James? Dame, it's so hard to say. What a tongue twister, Dame Judy Dench. Uh, like sitting with Bill Simmons, and he like Bill Simmons goes on a twenty minute like rounders <laughs> like uh, explanation. She's never heard of rounders, and then he's like, "Hey, you know, it's <laughs> it's like when Russell uh, took thirty two threes in in the fourth quarter of Game Six. Uh, uh, do you like billions? Do you think Dame Judi Dench could name one player in the NBA? I don't know. Uh, I bet she could name LeBron. LeBron. So like one over under one and a half. Could she name two guys? In the <laughs> could she name the second player in the NBA? I don't know. I don't probably not. If, if anybody has access to Dame Judi Dench, please ask her for us. <laughs> Does she know what a podcast is? And which and she's definitely not on social media, right? Does Dame Judi Dench have a Twitter? I think she. You think she might just Instagram be on Instagram? Person. Yeah, I think that's that's the way that a lot of people who are like too classy have gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not too classy for the movie Cats, by the way. <laughs> but one of the big problems was that they forgot to like CGI her hands. They remembered to CGI yeah. Jason Derulo, uh, yeah. but they forgot. To, okay, uh, Dame Judi ring. Dench, uh, famous for <laughs> four things, according to IMDb. Okay, could you name any of them? I know I wouldn't even. What have is she a, named? Know. Known for? Well, I, I don't. I, you're gonna have to tell me. I don't okay. know what her main roles are. Is um, she in the King's Speech? <laughs> uh, is she in the king's speech uh, it's not what it. she's known for uh so okay. she is known for uh the films uh philomena from 2013 okay uh so that's not uh, known that well because i've never heard of it but uh, <laughs> well look uh that maybe adds to her case of winning the decade uh she okay. was in shakespeare in love 1998 okay notes fine. on she's, a scandal i don't believe she's one of the leads in that movie if i remember correctly shakespeare in love I don't think Notes she's on a, a scandal. That movie. No, yeah. isn't she's not a lead of that movie? <laughs> uh, Notes on a scandal. She is. Yeah, but DJ D is not. Oh, I guess she's the queen in Shakespeare in Love. Uh, I, I guess so. And then uh, Skyfall. She's had a Skyfall. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. the Bond movies. Uh, she is uh, M. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, they should really put cats up there just to troll her. Like imagine calling her agent, being like, "Get cats off my IMDb." Who who makes the known for on IMDb? We should uh, email Chelsea Walker and ask her okay. uh, exactly who, who decides who that. Walker is also because uh, she is a uh, female Survivor contestant uh, who who works, works at IMDb. Cats has a two point seven. That's mm -hmm. incredible. Now mm -hmm. I will say, if Cats comes up on the wheel now. Like we're gonna loathe watching this movie, right? It's no, I will love it. I love this. it. No, I, I don't think I don't know. Let's replay this conversation next week because mm -hmm. I feel like the Mike Blooms of the world who probably seen Cats in in you know on Broadway a couple times, like that type of person probably will love it because like there's there, like we have no context. I don't know. Maybe we'll love it. Yeah, uh, I'll sing uh, the song from Cats on karaoke on the podcast. Do you know the song from Cats? <laughs> Not without the words. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. Um, 
I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I didn't know there was. I knew it was a musical. I didn't know they had famous songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So there we go. Uh, Let's let's set up the 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 wheel real quick. Okay. Uh, Season three, episode seven. How much are we up to? Two spots. I believe two spots. Yes. Two spots for season three, episode seven. Uh, Coin flip. Uh, One spot. Like yeah. Uh, Is Boy Meets World officially in the fishbowl? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You had to put that in the fish. It's in, it's in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Boy Meets World made a lot of headlines uh, this week. I saw that our own. Uh, uh, I, I won't mention the listener, but uh, we were sent on Twitter a, a mm-hmm. link to one of the Boy Meets World actresses uh, has become mm-hmm. a big star in the world of pornography. Okay, fine. Okay. So that uh, maybe that's what there are uh, no season. There are no seasons in that. Right. You can't do like season three, episode seven. To <laughs> pornography. No, you can't do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not sure uh, i mean maybe there's like a like a, a, a tv show that's like on the playboy channel i don't think yeah, it should belongs in our fishbowl probably not probably not <laughs> all right um <laughs> Then I, I think that it would be if we were going to do the pornographic version. I think it would be Volume Three, Scene Seven. I think that that would probably ah, okay. be fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the in the in the upside down where you and I talk about pornographic things on the wheel. Yeah, in the upside down. In the yeah. Volume Three, Scene Seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, coin flip. Yep. Uh, crappy movie diaper has two spots right no one spot it's 2020 so it's economically oh, loophole spot. yep it's down to one spot forever <laughs> okay uh mount rushmore yes boy uh people's mount choice rushmore, mount rushmore was on the wheel when we went to minnesota i saw from the picture mm-hmm. so it's really going on six seven months of yeah. being picked third wheel third wheel yes. tournament yeah. uh wheel or no wheel. third wheel tournament back in the mix uh, it was never off. The okay. wheel or no wheel no. was off. And uh, I thought, the, well, third wheel tournament, we d- didn't end up doing because of uh, we people's av- av- availability. No. Was that what we vetoed? No, we, we, yes, we vetoed that last week. It came up. Okay. All right. Uh, then. Wheel or no wheels back. Okay. Uh, Rob Nakiva, uh, smarter than a sixth grader. Yep. Sleepover podcast. Yep. Cats has nine spots. Nine spots. Uh, Rob Nakiva, enjoy the view. Not eligible for next week's episode. Uh, but Correct. There are two Whoopi Goldberg potential ideas uh, currently in the mix right now. Yeah, well, I think Shut Up Tim <laughs> wanted us to do an episode called Making Whoopi, where we just do a lot of Whoopi Goldberg stuff. <laughs> and then uh, Rob Nakiva need a verdict is officially in play. Yeah, what about Rob Nakiva need a catchphrase? Oh. Uh, let's see what, what happened there. Uh, okay. All right. I wouldn't give listeners nicknames. There's two, you, you missed two things. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, sometimes I feel like that my work doesn't save here. Uh, doesn't save. All right. So yeah, Robin Akiva need a catchphrase and Robin Akiva give good, listeners Good nicknames. catch there, Uncle Keevy. Uh, yeah. And the catchphrases, we've gotten a lot of catchphrase submissions already. By the way, the best friend finder, we got an obscene amount. I, of, I saw like to what, 200? I think it was, I think it ended up, I don't know, Kirsten McGinnis is really tracking it, but it was closer to 300, I think. Okay. What? Okay. Yeah, it was like 275 people. Oh, we're putting the curse in the work there. All right. Okay. So then here we go. Let's see. Uh, did James do Judy Dench apply for a best friend? I don't. I mean, 
And like, I, do you really know the difference between like James Dude, Judy Dench? I keep saying James Dude, and and like, I don't know who's the other one who's sort of like her. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. No, she's not like Queen. She's like Queen Elizabeth. I don't know who's like Dame Judi Dench. Who's the other one who like every time she's in a movie other than Meryl Streep? Who's the third one of those ladies? Who, like every time they're in a movie automatically, it's like shortlist for an Oscar. Dame Judi Dench. But there's like a better version of her. There's a better Dame Judi Dench. Yeah, I don't think they have a Dame name, but hmm. is Dame Judi Dench the only Dame also? Like, I don't know any other Dames. I don't know. Is Dame like you have to? Is that like Sir? Is that like the equivalent? Like, did the Queen make Dame is Sir? Oh, people are. Oh, I hope we're not wrong. People (laughs) will be writing in. They'll be going nuts. Who's like Dame Judy Gench? I'm trying to think. You, I don't know. You spin the wheel. I'll I'll come. Okay. All right. Uh, Oh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Oh, Helen Mirren. Yeah. So let's. Are you on Team Marin or Team Dench? Uh, well, I think I know who Dame Judy Dench is. Uh, that I wonder if maybe maybe people could t- tweet us. Uh, is this Dame Judy Dench or Helen Mirren? Yeah. Okay. Fine. We could do a whole game, like Dench versus Mirren. <laughs> Add it we to, had game, this in like add it to two, game night. <laughs> episode two, we had a suggestion of like uh, you know Damon versus Affleck, and we said we wanted like a female version of that. <laughs> so maybe it's Dench versus Mirren. Yeah. <laughs> I think that should be game night of was it James Judy Dent or Helen Mirren? All right, blank, we'll put blah, it in blah, blah, blah. <laughs> put it in the next game night. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, all right. People also say that I, I never go over the 10 episode previous. Should this, should we do a sequel right, of so- it? Uh, so your problems are trash. We did that with Ali Lasher mm-hmm. 11 episodes ago. I do think like we could bring that back. We just need a little bit of a different hook. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, scene three, episode seven of friends. I don't think we need to do that again. Right. Uh, right. This has been checking in with the wheel from 10 episodes ago. All right. So there. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's spin the wheel. What will be the mm-hmm. first Robin Akiva and need a podcast of the next decade? That's right. Okay, let's see. Let's see. What will be... What if we used our veto in 2019 for 2020? <laughs> oh! Yes. This was so close. It was so close. It was a whisker away from being oh, cats. No. But uh, I think that the listeners will be happy that we are uh, so close to being uh, on, on the line. We're just one whisker over into the first podcast of... The greatest decade of Robin Akiva. The Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. We're going to roar in with... Yeah, with... The Oral History of the Sleepover. Oh, starting with a bang. Okay. Should I veto it? (laughs) You can use your 2020 veto. On, on the most no, I, I, on think the wheel. You, I think we need to be in 2020 for you to use your tw- you have you, you have already used your okay. your 2019 veto. Now, I said you were crazy last year when you said we only get one veto per year plus the the double the double veto. Yeah, but it ended up working. We didn't use it until you know very late in the year. We used each I, I mean, you know most the of the movie. time. And again, without a constitution in place, uh, yeah. we we were able to you know oh put don't put that on the wheel this week because this isn't a good week. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, for the most part, we like the ideas. They wouldn't be on the wheel if we didn't want them. Mm-hmm. So. Get Lindsay Wilson ready to go. Yeah. So on our next episode, timing wise, this is uh, great for us. We Perfect. don't have to do anything. 
you, you will hear in the well, first. We, have to, we actually have to. We have not heard this thing. We actually have to sit and we have, listen. We have to sit and listen to it, and then and then Lindsay Wilson will join us for the mailbag next week. Probably an extended mailbag. An extended mailbag. We'll talk about. We'll, we'll we will talk about the episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe we'll do. We'll come on after right after do immediate reaction and mm-hmm. then and then do the mailbag with Lindsay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So that's what's mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna hear in our next episode so uh that's gonna be a lot of fun to kick off the new year yeah that's gonna be a wild one okay i have uh, no idea i've i've listen i sent it to a couple people said hey is this wheel ready little Lindsay worked really hard on it smart people and they said they both said yeah it's it's good to go okay and have any corrections so all right anything else uncle kiwi uh, not really any I mean, new year's resolutions um hmm who that's a good one my new year's re- well, do you have a new year's resolution for 2020 no just to <laughs> get get my life in order get your life in order okay i think my resolution i don't know like i stopped working so hard i think as much <laughs> it's a good one it's a good one yeah like just take like a load off this year and sit back re- take stock of things relax like you know appreciate what i have okay that's what i think i'm gonna do all right so we wish you a very Happy new, happy new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're uh, very happy to have you with us here in 2019. Looking forward to much more excitement in uh, 2020. Uh, Keith, what's coming up on the 32 Fans podcast? I don't know. We'll probably, we love talking about which coaches are going to get fired. Yeah. Uh, you know, people get mad about that, but it's like, yeah, these guys will make at least $10 million. It's hard <laughs> to really feel bad for anything. All right. Um, Black Monday, coaches fired, playoffs. Who's going to make the playoffs? Not our team. You know, uh, speaking of Black Monday, yeah, let's throw it to our outro song. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Here come the man in black. Won't let you remember. All right, check it. Let me tell you this in closing. Although it might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe me, it's for your own protection. Because we see things that you need not see, and we be places that you need not be. So go with your life, look at the Roswell crap, show love to the black suit. Because that's the man in, that's the man in, here comes.